Welcome to episode 23 of the Varangian Heresy podcast. My name is Jody, also known as Painting Chap, and with me as always are my two wonderful glamorous co-hosts. There's Christopher. Say hello, buddy. Hey, Jody. And uh, just to be like that, I'm also known as Nevindar. Yeah, also it's always about having the uh, the uh, other AKA or yep. the uh, also known as. Oh well, and that's, then, that's, that's the one we can talk about. The that's the one that's legal, been. if I remember rightly, after our last conversation. That's one we can talk about without worrying about the press yep. or um, more 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 case the police. But we we don't talk about that because you know grab vans are grab vans at the end of the day. Exactly. Exactly. So. And uh, <laughs> also. Also, on on the other half of the line, the the man who needs no introduction, so we're going to give him the biggest introduction we can, the uh, Crown Prince of uh, th- Sweden 30k, the Duke of Spook, the uh, Jack of Smack, and the uh, the man himself, Mr. Freddy. How you doing, buddy? Well, I'm pretty good. How are you? Oh, I'm not too bad at all, you know. I'm, life, I'm, life. I'm also known as uh, Freddy. Yeah, but you know, it seems too inglo- inglorious to call you just Freddy, you know. Lord of pleasure. Lord of pleasure, self pleasure, you know, yeah. glue related pleasure. It's also amazing that you managed to come up with two, wait, two things to call him before you uh, went uh, fuck it. Yeah, well, I just uh, I could keep going, but you know, we don't have all all the episode to just go through his names. It's like it's like to trying to list a full custodian name. You know, we just have it imprinted on the inside of his, his uh, podcast T-shirts. Well, um, yeah, that, this is like true. A, I'm more like a demon. I'm not like you know. You never know my real name. <laughs> the true name the true name would be some sort of screech scream and some sort of unholy um, unholy noise that would uh, forever warp our minds is that what you're trying to say yeah okay good just good to get that out there unless you're a mortarian and just get uh, the the one killing you name on your on your heart yeah that kind of sucks but you know yeah, that's, you, that's a little bit 40k, isn't it, really? Yeah, but you got to love Drago. No, no, you don't. Because <laughs> it's Matt Ward. And it, right, no, stop, stop there. I'm, I'm <laughs> imposing this right away before anyone, preferably me, goes off on a rant about that shit. Um, let's get back on to what we need I, to do. I used so, to play Grey Knights. You know that. You're dead to me. Um, that was before they were cool. With the, the codex before. When they were still called Demon Hunters. Uh, okay, oh, so you were. To be honest, I used to have Grey Knights uh, for Space Hulk. Okay, like, uh, about Space Hulk. One. I have the metal one somewhere. Yeah, they, they were cool. They were they were cool, and that was Space Hulk. So you know. Um, okay, we need to get the let's get the social medias out of the way because they're important. First of all, uh, on Facebook we have our Facebook page. We've hit the 312 likes. So we've broken the 300 barrier. So woohoo! Uh, thank yeah. you very much for all the love there. Yeah, um, I'm just uh, thinking, what's wrong with people? Shut up! Uh, don't don't point it out to them. They might change their mind. Uh, we've we talked about this before. Yeah, I was just going to say that if they want to be a bit more social with us, it's always uh, possible in the Facebook group. Yeah, which is the Varangian Heresy Podcast group, um, cleverly and subtly named there. Um, 
so uh, yeah you can get in, get involved there post your whips post anything you like out there you got any questions for us put them there or if you've got other qu- any questions you can still hit us up via via uh, gmail via a fantastic email via gmail and that is the Varangian heresy uh, at gmail.com is our email address so mm-hmm. please do send in lists do send in ideas uh, fun shit you think would be hilarious uh, good to hear us rap, uh, banter on about for a while and, and um, uh, no more fucking price requests for the real doll the kickstarter you know that that's like a 2018 project yeah give give us a give give freddie a chance guys you know give give love a chance he's got to get there somehow just uh, you know he's got a few things to deal with printing hasn't gone that far yet so yeah, and uh, if you really really are desperate for one we can't we can't get you one but you can make your own own unlicensed unlicensed version and uh Real do have a print-on-demand service, basically. Yeah, that's, that's, it is uh, possible. Four and a half thousand dollars plus. Yeah, well, it's money well spent if you're Don't. that desperate, I guess. And the reason I know that this is because I sh- looked it up to get Freddy a price quote for his. <laughs> well, we try to do yeah, things yeah, for yeah. nice things for his birthday, <laughs> but yeah, there's only so much we could we could the, our our, <laughs> our non-existent hob- uh, podcast hobby budget can actually spread to um, and that's very much a limited thing uh, we also have uh, our website which is the Varangian Heresy podcast.blogspot.com dot se dot au dot whatever it is don't ask okay and moving on <laughs> we also we now have as of uh, today recording so there probably won't be anything on there right now but by the time you get to this and hopefully there'll be some pictures up. We have set ourselves up on Instagram. So we are Varangian Heresy on, on Instagram. So you'll be able to uh, tag us in things. Um, obviously, special offers and things like that. Really, you should try and find Freddy's direct um, Instagram. Um, because, you know, we're not into the same weird shit that he's into. Um, uh, well, I think we should have like a, a kind of like an Instagram debut uh competition something like uh, you know duck, duck face selfie 30k themed 30k <laughs> themed duck face selfie okay and i'll tell you what we could do actually that's a really good idea freddie you know what um we have a, a limited supply but very well uh, very sought after a uh, series of dog tags so how about for everybody here, you go on and you tag, uh, you go on and take your best 30k themed uh, duck face selfie with uh, tag Varangian Heresy um, in the photo and hashtag Varangian, uh, hashtag Varangian Heresy. Hit us, uh, hit it up, and then we will judge the best one between now and our next recording. And whoever wins will receive one of the dog tags, which will give you a special little bonus in any game where they are recognised. How does that sound, guys? Yeah. Sounds like an awesome plan. We have Sounds dog like tags. Sounds like a plan. We ha- oh yeah, sorry, yeah. Chris. Yeah, we have <laughs> dog tags. Which what are those? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we'll talk about that after the show. We'll we'll let you in on that one afterwards. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Surprise. Um, Surprise. Nobody tells me nothing. Yeah, no, but, nope. you know, it's just like the it's like the dark angels. You're you're not really in the inner circle yet. I'm the only one in the inner circle. And yeah, but you're like, always in that circle, and that's the, just yeah, exactly. you know. That's for the protection of others. Yeah, <laughs> that's the circle where you have to go and let let other people know that you're actually in their neighbourhood circle. Yeah. Um, there you go. Yeah. 
anyway uh, <laughs> moving on so yes do that best 30k duck faced themed selfie uh, tag the Varangian Heresy uh, tag Varangian Heresy podcast hashtag Varangian Heresy and uh, see what you can come up with and also um, do not forget the, the uh, thing that is blighting our community right now the thing that must be uh, resolved and I did this at the beginning of our last project uh, it's hashtag Tim Reed Betrayer yeah, um, uh, uh, hashtag uh, Duckface for Dawn. Uh, Duckface for Dawn. Oh, okay, there we go. Um, but yeah, hashtag Tim Reed Betrayer. Get on it, man. Seriously, you're letting the side down. Um, but that's just my personal opinion. Um, so that is the social medias out of the way. Uh, what are we on to next, guys? Should we should we get some news out of the way? Because there's uh, there's some. There's not a lot though. Should we do that? Yep. Let's do. Do you want to? Take us through some of those news items there, Chris. Well, uh, Games Workshop uh, started up a community page since last time we spoke, didn't they? Ooh. Yeah, I believe they did. That's the uh, Warhammer community page, if I remember rightly. Yeah, and that uh, links everything. That's uh, 40K, so Sigmar, Black Library, Horus Heresy, and the Warhammer TV, and then Forge World. So you can get the... So if you used to go on the, to look for, on, at Forge World for the bulletin, it's now on the Warhammer community page. But it's ah. linked. It's linked from Fortwell, obviously. But uh, there are some really nice stuff, like coming soon, new Blood Bowl models from Fortwell. Oh yeah. Then we got the Hobbit Motion Picture Trilogy Strategy Battle Game Book, and then uh-huh. Custodus pre-orders. So that links quite nicely into the next part of the <laughs> new stuff. Oh, before we go, before we go into that, I must admit, I uh, I do want to say that. Really loving that they're actually doing this sort of stuff now, the community yeah. stuff. It's been ages. Um, yeah, and it feels it feels doesn't feel forced. You know what I mean? It feels yeah. like they're actually putting some ge- genuine effort into it. In a let's actually engage rather than we we kind of need this. We have to do something. It's it feels genuine to me. I don't know if you guys what you guys think about it. Um, well, it, it doesn't feel as much as a monologue as it used to be. Yeah, fair point. Fucking town crier. Like, this is what has been decreed in Games Workshop. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's good. What about you, Chris? Well, it's quite nice to see they're reaching out to the community again after all those years of basically ignoring the community (laughs) as much as they could. Yeah. They they did get some quite nasty backlash on social media once, but that wasn't really enough to just go, eh, fuck it, we're going to leave. You you deal with yourselves now. Because that wasn't a good move, but recently we've seen quite a lot of good moves, reaching out to the community, having inclu- in- having the whole program where they basically including community pictures to sell mm. stuff, but still to promote stuff. Yeah, I mean, the, the hashtag painting forge world, hashtag yeah, painting games painting. workshop. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a nice way to reach out. And it's a nice way to see for others to see all other stuff than just the maybe sometimes dated games workshop or Fortwell paint job on stuff for the older miniatures yeah. or when it comes to Fortwell stuff that isn't painted at all because they're the old 3D models or the old photos of the resin costs that weren't really needed to be painted. Yeah, yeah. that's a really nice thing, and I'm, I'm not surprised that they never went back to having a forum. Even though I really enjoyed being on the Games Workshop forums back in the day, I think that would be kind of unleashing the dragon a little bit. Um, 
too much right now maybe mm-hmm. um that that's my take on on that at least but I, one thing yeah. I'm, I'm interested in is they people still have, uh, have Warhammer Fantasy battle scars. <laughs> yeah, there's still a lot of emotional baggage around there that you know oh, they, they weren't ready. They weren't ready for that that uh, that breakup, and uh, you know they've still got things to deal with. There's still large amounts of wine being drunk, and uh, um, you know people are still trying to deal with the the aftermath of that breakup. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, unlike some of us, some of us just went fuck it and sold everything off, and then found heresy, which was you know, I think that's the way. You know, uh, go find go find yourself heresy. I should have sold my stuff before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I got lucky. I sold mine to someone who likes to play Ninth Age, so it was like, yeah, I'll I'll have that. It's like sold, <laughs> and I knew it was going to go to a good home, so. That was that worked for me, and that that helped me buy some, some very nice for uh, very nice uh, bits for heresy. So I wasn't going to complain. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, one thing I do I did want to touch on though with the community thing is they're getting out uh, trying to get out ahead of things with rumors as well. Yeah, they're, they're actually really nice of nice of them to release the rumors themselves and then basically go oh well, did official, you, did you officially see release them themselves. Yeah, but <laughs> officially it's more, release more them. of a more of a. Oh, did you see this? We didn't mean to you to see this. And yeah, this guy, this guy, the like, uh, <laughs> Forge World, and you remember the advent calendars and whatnot. Yeah. No. Or like the bulletin where they take photos of random bits on work desks. Yeah. Seems like yeah. they've learned from Forge World a bit there. And the yeah. lovely thing that oh, you, did you see this? You weren't meant to see Magnus. Magnus isn't here. We prom- promise. Oh, and this bin is not full of uh, sprues of uh, plastic systems. Thousand something. So, why yeah. are you in that bin over there? Well, yeah, they, they, they've got a real sense of humour to it, I think. Yeah. And I oh, think that's, that's important. I think that's really cool. It's good to see that coming into play now. Um, yeah. And they're they're getting um, they're getting involved in events at Warhammer World as well. Uh, with like live broadcasts, they did that with Age of Sigma, and they've done some with the new Blood Bowl stuff as well. Some live uh, live broadcasts. So I, I wonder if we're going to see anything heresy related at some point. Well, one can hope so. If not, yeah. that's well, where we'll we do come it. In. Exactly. That's <laughs> we'll, we've got that covered anyway for the Swedish scene. We'll be doing that more often. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, and if you want to cool. watch really nice battle report just go to the 30k channel on youtube oh yeah big up to the, those guys they're doing some fantastic work loving their stuff right now we should really try and get them on and have a chat with them um, i think he's and, on uh, uh, he was on the latest uh, radio freest one david uh, probably david i think so he's on the wolf slayer so maybe we should just have a reach out and have a chat with him and see if he wants to we can get him onto the the podcast Yep. And, uh, you know, see so, what we can do. Should we go back to the news? Uh, what? You mean we went off on a tangent? Really? Uh, no, we don't do tangents. What are you saying, Chris? Don't stop, stop. No, don't badmouth us here, mate. You know, we, we don't do tangents. No. Anyway, talking talking about squirrels. Um, yeah, talking about yeah, squirrels. Let's, yeah, let's, Games Workshop released uh, something that I bet Jake of Covenant of Fire really likes. His favourite legion, the Thousand Sons. Oh, didn't they just? Yeah, and they oh, are way word. better than the wolves in all ways and shapes and forms. Even yeah, the I mean, even the cross-dressing. Well, I wasn't supposed to say that. Even the giant red 
thing that has way more horns that's need, than needed. What, you mean Magnus? Yeah. I'm Somebody tells me you're not a fan of that model there, Chris. I like it more than I like Ross. Ooh, shots fired. <laughs> shots fired. But on the other hand, we have all, as we all know, a model is always liked subjectively from the person that that looks at it. So just because I'm not sure about it doesn't mean that other people can mention can like it. God, are you being all Swedish again with your you know, we I'm have just, to acknowledge I'm all points of view and all this saying, sort of stuff. You, you can just say I hate it and be you know, be done with it I'm and just have to deal with all the hate mail. I'm actually seeing that where you could put like giant war glaives and paint him dark grey and with green glowing tattoos. And then uh, just uh, Put him on a boat you that says you are not prepared on the, the plinth. Are, are you trying to make some sort of cross pro, cross intellectual property reference here? Yes. Ah, uh, well, we, we we must we we have to say that we <laughs> we <laughs> there are many different types of intellectual property. We we don't we have to support all of them and bloody bloody blah right. Okay, that's out of the way. Do, do, you mean do not call <sighs> Magnus the Red Illidan? That's what you mean. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> because I called. Uh, but it's, it's for, for just to, to mess with you. It's for the purpose of balance. Because then I did call Ross Arthur's. So. Okay. But I can't Fair wait. Enough. Can't wait for a proper heresy version of that model. If there will be one. What well, Arthur's? No. Magnus. <laughs> 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 There'll be a Magnus. There has to be a Magnus. Yeah, it's probably just broken on the base, with his back broken, just lying there. Just, draw, just a look on his face of... Into safety. Dude! <laughs> just clawing himself into a portal to safety. <laughs> You're going to get so much fucking hate mail from, from Thousand Suns players. Yeah. Oh, joy. Uh, oh, well, but, uh, at least, at least you, can, you can deal with the bloody inbox of that. <laughs> yeah, you should do. Yeah, you can have but, that one. To be I'll, fair, I'll yeah. the Scarab Occult Terminators are really nice. And I can I see... Think it was... Sorry, go on, And I can see these uh, making their way into Heresy Thousand Sons as bits, if nothing else. I think it was uh, Monty, and Monty and Ryan over on um, uh, Radio Free found a couple of, uh, an episode or so back for them. They were talking about them, and I, th I think it was there. It might have been JP and Mark. I can't remember who it was. Whichever one of the other podcast brothers uh, were talking about it, credit uh, to you guys. Um, just how much it looks because they're Tartarus patterned. Yeah. So it's like they are cross They're ready to be cross pollinated. You know, be brought, be used. So if Prospero comes out, are we likely to see a a, um, like a scarab occult unit that you probably know probably going to see a scarab occult unit because that was one of the yeah. biggest special units in the heresy. Well, it's pretty, yeah. pretty funny though that. Uh, in the Prospero box, they say that the Tartarus Terminators there are the Scarab occult units. So, you know. yeah, yeah, but, uh, and they don't look that special. No, but uh, that's because the Prospero box is pretty generic overall. Just like Kalf. Yeah, except for the characters, special, but we went through that. Special units in Kalf, though. Uh, but we went through that. Didn't we? We're not. Basically, what you're saying is, please don't get back onto talking about that because we've already done that. Um, I, th I see yeah. that uh, the bits for both the Scarab Occult and the Rubric Marines can be used to enhance your Thousand Suns. And I think it would be a damn good idea if you did. Um, I mean, I love those. Go, I love, just don't love go the bits. Forward, I think. No, just I use think... them straight on. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. <sighs> 
I am sorely sort of uh, umming and ahhing on um, the need to do a loyalist force at some point, and I, I'm I'm actually really tempted to do a loyalist Thousand Sons unit, oh. with Thousand Sons army. Blood Ravens. Uh, okay. Ha 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 for the heresy. Yeah. So yeah, Blood Ravens. Um, yeah. But basically, do do that. Do like a Zone Mortalis force uh, on them, so I can get people into the game and then if I really want Thousand Sons in 30k as a traitor I can use them but um, I don't know I'd be tempted to use the bits from the from these rubric terminators and have them and make them very all you know like a very secular cult or something um, for 30k and add a bit of flavor that way how could you make a secular cult because they were pretty religious aren't they? Uh, they, they, all right, the, these guys would have to be the ultimate religious nut jobs of the religious nut jobs. Oh. So these guys, oh, are like, you know, word bearers. <laughs> they're word bearers with even more witchy poo in them. That's not know. possible. Well, they're supposed to be loyalist word bearers. So. You can't have loyalist word bearers, though. Well, no, thousand sons, you mean, Freddy? Yeah. About what I'm talking about, yeah. Yeah, because I'm saying but, word bearers but then you can't you can, have them. Well, if you're gonna have loyalist thousand sons shouldn't you do like a pure non-psychic one because they are like listening to the night I don't have to don't have to have them as they don't have to be don't have to have psychers in them I'm just saying I'm, I'm just like the idea of doing the paint scheme and it would be a bit of fun to put that that together and then if I want them as allies or use them in some way for the traitors I can then just drop them in without a problem but okay. making them very ornate using some of the 40k stuff wouldn't be wouldn't wouldn't go against what I would thought would, would look good, you know. I think it would I think it would look quite cool to have that make it stand out a bit more. And to be fair, the most of the Thousand Sons were never really traitors until after the wolves massacred their home planet and banished and they were banished from them Imperium. Well, there is that. There that is a legitimate point of view. Um, I mean, hell. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, uh, spoiler, minor spoiler warning, uh, maybe a spoiler warning, yes, spoiler warning. Um, having currently just finished Master of Mankind, um, I love how they bitch about Magnus, well, <laughs> how much of a douche he's been. Well, um, Magnus, but that's, Magnus was a, I'm not going to use that harsher word I was going to, so... But he, you know, they, they expand on the stuff that happened in Outcast Dead, um, which is why it's a small, mild spoiler warning. But it's just funny to hear the how the uh, the Imperial guys talk about him, because um, it's just it sort of ties into this whole uh, talking about the Thousand Sons in general. Um, but anyway, let, let's come away from that. Um, so that's news. So what's yeah? Let's go back to the news because we switched tangents again. Chris, you put us on a tangent. What the hell? No, I did not. I was. You totally the did. You, you totally put us on a tangent. No, I didn't. You're the one who started talking about Calth and shit. Yeah, and then you started to talk about your plan to Zone Mortalis Force. <laughs> That's not my <laughs> tangent. <laughs> yeah, you gave me the opening, man. You gave me the opening. Oh, I took Freddy, it. They yeah. are really, Fort Wheeler are having something for you on pre-order when you get the Temper Shield and Pointy Sticks. Yeah, I know. For sure. I'm going to actually order them as soon as possible. It's quite mm, nice that they're finally coming out. Eh? Yeah, fuck it is. It was expensive to buy Phoenix Terminators just to use the space. Yeah, but on the other hand, you you get got some nice Terminators to use as statues or something. True, true. Or try and trade away. It's all good. Yeah. 
And then, we, then <laughs> on a related note, uh, the Death Guard Death Shroud power sites are OXO. OXO. What the fuck are OXO? You go Swedish on us. Yeah, I'm, I'm way too tired because OXO in Swedish is also, if you want to know. So there we go. The weekly Swedish word. There we go. <laughs> New segment, <laughs> weekly Swedish word. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Right. Will, okay. Will be worse for next time. But no yeah, tangents. Right. No right. tangents. Back on topic, Chris. Back on topic. The Death Shroud power Stay on target. Look really nice, actually, because they look exactly like the regular ones, which is, well, I really hate the ones that are just held in one hand. This like goes like, a marine goes, oh look at me, I got a power side. And they're still holding it up, waving it around in the air, not even properly using it. Maybe it just rake the ground or something. I don't know. Look at me as I swing by side. The, 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 the two-handed ones that actually look like you're using them look so much cooler to me. Uh, it's more dynamic, you mean, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's that's really cool. Having that, being able to add that level of uh, movement into models is great. But um, I also I've... think that's mainly due to the look of a scythe, because if you have a spear or a sword in like a resting pose, it looks okay. But if you have a scythe, it just looks like you're having... You're a really... Not pulling your finger out. <laughs> really, yeah, really you are. Like, yeah, you have to be sort of like a farmer leaning over it somehow. Yeah. So you're basically... Most of the people where Yoda live. <laughs> I'm sorry, was that, an anti joke? was that an anti-Skona joke? We all know that if we could, we would just dig a line around Skona and let it be its own country. Well, they do that uh, I think year. most people would uh, like to have it made over to be part of Denmark again. Uh, they can't have it. They, could, they don't even speak the same language. So hang on, the Denmark can't have it, but you want to dig a line, dig a dig a trench around it, so it has to be its own thing. Yeah. I don't actually think the Danes want it. So no, the, they they haven't Just to make it more a long way. We're really. Anybody outside, anybody outside of Sweden and Denmark or the, the Nordic countries, the Scandinavian countries, listening to this and going, "What the fuck are you talking about?" We're going to move on because this should just take I, a while to discuss. I'm just going to do this final part of this. Do anyone want to buy Skåne? It's actually Scania in English, but whatever. I'll give you two packets of pork scratchings and half a pint of beer. Fair enough. Sold. Done. All right. I am now the king of Skåne. Yep. Yay. All bow to me, or, or not, I don't care. You should just uh, uh, walk, walk well, into Well, the it. massive plan to alienate anyone that lives outside of our current recording room is <laughs> going ahead of schedule. That's good. Yep, it was our surprise tactic all along. Yeah. So, they also have up for pre-order <laughs> the Legio Custodes Caladius Grav Tank. Ooh, it's got an Iliastus Accelerator Cannon on it. Yeah, that's the that thing's fucking rude. Yeah, that's the same... <laughs> Forge World that made the assault cannons, right? Uh huh. Or Imperial Fist and Blood Angels? Yeah, it's that pattern. And it's it's really nice because it's basically a Sikaran turrets on two jet bikes with a bit of a land speeder in the middle. That's probably how they got developed as a model. Yeah, but it's. But it's surprise, fits, surprise. It fits them, it fits them. I really hope they get the larger transport versions. <clears throat> what do you mean, well, like hover, no, uh, hover yeah. rhinos and such like? Yeah, hover rhinos. It, it's all about them hovering uh, shampoo bottles. Yeah, <laughs> bring that back. Bring back the four-drawer kit, which is basically that. Uh, bring it as a four-drawer kit, which is basically that empty shampoo bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Cast in resin. 
No, just five hundred shampoo pounds. bottle. Yeah, no, no, an empty shampoo bottle with an upgrade kit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hybrid. Oh, totally it's legit. A plastic resin hybrid kit. That's legit, man. Uh, it's like you know, Dimas Pat Rhino uh, shampoo bottle upgrade kit. And they also have the the, the uh, bit of a nice kit with the custod the custodians themselves, the custodian card and uh, the grav tank for a slight increased cost, obviously, but it's pr currently the only way to get hold of the custodians outside of basically trading or buying a second Prospera box. I think it's a pretty cool way of the cool little thing they put together. I mean, you know, it's a nice way to build on what you've got in the um, in the Prospero box. Yeah. You know, I I would really like to. This might be a small spoiler, but it's also in some artwork and old fluff. Model model the com, the companion retinues for uh, the custodes for my army. Mm -hmm. That would be cool. Because at least everyone who's read most of my can knows what I'm talking about, and people that have looked at old old photos or old drawings and stuff like that and or owns a really old of heresy. yeah exactly they are the, the custodian custodian guard are followed by retinue of serfs basically yeah. they're basically uh, wandering they're like they're knights in their own respect and they have their their courtiers and there's this yeah. their dudes keeping them armored and fixed together and stuff the 10,000 can't go attended unattended nope well, they don't want any of them having to queue at that number of people. The queues will be forever. And then, um, then we have yep. the Black Library Weekender passed. Well, it was we were supposed to mention it in this one, but it passed because we were delayed recording. Yep. For reasons, but uh, the Black Library Weekender has passed. There was some new stuff. I'm not really sure what they were talking about because I were busy and never really watched the seminars. But they're probably up on the internet somewhere. If people want to see uh, them. Uh, I actually uh, watched, uh, again, talking about the Warhammer community, they were actually there and interviewing the, um, interviewing some of the authors, and I quite enjoyed watching the uh, interview with Aaron Dempsey-Bowden, uh, mainly because he couldn't say anything about Master of Mankind, <laughs> and all the questions were kind of like, so, in your upcoming book, I can't say anything. It um, was released the same day, wasn't it? Yeah, literally, he couldn't say anything, it's like, you know, he still can't comment on it, but I, I would love to, uh, I, I've just, I've just, you know, I kind of come to a thing that I would love to have Aaron Densky Bowden write my eulogy for my um, for my funeral. I don't, I, I, you know, I may not have lived an interesting or uh, exotic life, but I reckon he'd make it sound fucking epic, no matter what happened. He would probably include a line similar to, "This has been the worst day since yesterday." In it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> if if he can do that and the word "tomb," yeah, then I'm happy. That's true. That's true. If you get Tum in there, I'd be happy. And the last noise he ever made was Tum. I, I really love how the f certain certain forum went wild over that. Yeah, it's totally <laughs> awesome. Anyway, we're being we're being fanboy in a fanboy situation, yeah. so, uh, so overly micro geeky. Let's yeah. let's move on so, from that. Since then, the Sons of the Forge by Nick Kime. Yeah, has been has been released, and most of mankind has been released, and. As you might have mentioned, as you might have noticed by now, we've read it, and we're really, really, really straining, our, straining ourselves not to spoil stuff. So, yeah. but we won't more than what we have. But that's not hashtag really. go read, go read Master of Mankind. It's fucking awesome. This is not really spoilers. We could really spoil it if we wanted to, but why should we? People should read it for themselves and enjoy it. Yeah. 
By the and, way, um, you had the audiobook version, right? Yeah. How was the the read? It was uh, Jonathan fucking Gibber, mm. right? Yeah, fucking awesome. Um, it was so good. Um, and the the he does the Emperor so well. Um, he does all the vo- you know he does he just does a fantastic voice, well, wait, voice work. Is the book about the Emperor? No, it really Spoiler. isn't. Spoiler. No, has nothing to do with him whatsoever. That's just a, fo- a false flag flying underneath to make people buy it. Yeah, he's not. On, um, he's not on the cover of the book either. No, that's a lie. Um, it's he's re- it's really some sort of uh, folk reference to um, uh, Malkador and Dawn's love for each other. Um, that's really you what mean, it you is. You mean their love child? Yeah, exactly, exactly, Sigismund. Um, that so, explains uh, so much. It really does. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so let's let's do it like this then. Judy, what have you been up to in the hobby before we get deeper into this rabbit hole? Oh my word! Has has hobby been happening here in in uh, spits and spurts because of life and shit and stuff that is now clearing up, which I'm very happy about. And uh, no, it didn't require a cream, but at least it's clearing up now. Um, the uh, the hobby progress for myself. What have I done? I finished and base coated my five Lascanon Iron Havocs, which I'll put some whips up as soon as I can. I've built and primed a Terminator unit. I have just, as we're talking now, finished off the green stuff ceiling on the edges of um, the bunker that I'm building for said Iron Havocs. Um, I've got... I've washed and cleaned a Spartan, a Medusa, uh, a Derrideo, and I'm basically going to spend tomorrow night... Oh yeah, and I've masked up Freddy's Thunderhawk. Um, I'm going to spend basically most of tomorrow painting and building and you know stuff like that in general so there's there's been a lot of progress um i just happen to have a very short time to deliver all this shit in because uh, i've got a vario 4 coming up and i do deliver this but it's going to be awesome because it's a vario 4 and i cannot wait it's going to be so much fun so yeah um lots of lots of bits and pieces and thanks to you guys uh, i do i mean um, Chris and uh, Freddy for uh, helping me out with bits uh, actually make some of these units come together <laughs> it's all about the bits it's been very oh it is it's been very very useful so yeah that's uh, that's kind of been my hobby progress It's it's been a lot of building and a lot of uh, planning oh I'm also list hammering the, like, like a fucking madman at the moment trying to get a 2000 point list together for a Varii that works and doesn't require me to paint more models <laughs> so yeah that's kind of where I'm at well, so what about you Chris um, yeah since I'm moving next week I have basically packed all my hobby supplies Okay. Yeah. So I really haven't been doing anything other than just list hammering and trying to not unpack stuff again to paint. Uh, you should do what I did, like when I reposted all the time. I had like a little travel case, I used to have a few paints and you know stuff that I all I had to work on, or I got like you know the shivers. Yeah. It just the scratches. The problem is that it was planning to start building my Imperial Fists and that would require way too much stuff that to be unpacked again and I really yeah. I thought it was better I leave this for when I move and then I could just focus and 
build it all up and plan it all out and then fail to have my army painted for Lincoln. Let's not do that. <laughs> oh, to be fair, I'm I'm realistic. I will have it painted, but it's better to say that, oh, I will never paint, get to paint it. And then, then one day, I'm just going to upload an album to <laughs> our Facebook page and you say, ah, look at this, I got an army again. Alright. Yeah. Fair enough. So, I'm, I'm moving. I have been list hammering Hammerfall lists, Hammerfall Strike Force for the Imperial Fists. Not because it's the best right of war, but because I really like deep striking stuff. Like, with the teleports. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. No. And, uh, and it will probably either be a Sigismund or Pollux list. We'll see what happens with the final iteration. Or both. Yeah. I, I should just merge them and have a four-armed, four-legged, shield-wearing... Like, yeah, that was happened when that what happened when Dorn got really pissed off and just slammed them both into a wall and they fused. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's my whole problem. That's, so hang on, hang on. That's starting to sound a little bit like fan fiction right there. No, uh, that's your. Wish Let's list. not go down that route, okay? It's just you wishlisting. Things happens. Increases my yeah. Yeah. So, Freddy. How many of your tanks are you up to now? Uh, I am up <laughs> to Predator number three, which I'm currently building. Nice job. And how about um, the Sikrans, if people haven't uh, seen? I've, I've done four Sikrans, two Sikran Venators. I have also done uh, five Empress Children dudes, like I've done some trial uh, trial poses, trial uh, kit outs, and then I have also done uh, Empress Children Herald and an Empress Children Praetor. Oh, nice. Which is uh, rocking the, the unusual combo of uh, Thunderhammer and Paragon Blade. Yeah, why not? And yeah. uh, two specialist weapons, it gives you the bonuses. Yeah, Architech Pistol. Archiotech. 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 Sorry. So, have you um, have you posted any of these uh, photos in? No, no. Group? This army is a secret, mate. No, no, it isn't. Considering you just mentioned it on uh, the cast, <laughs> on wide broadcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do I need to go and now edit that with some sort of secret sound over it? Yeah. Just say, yeah, I, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get around to doing uh, that at like, some point for yeah. you, Freddie. I really will. I have painted beep, 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 and then you can leave the infantry. Yeah, but then yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll find the time. I'll find time to do that somehow, Freddie. I promise. Yeah. Don't worry. I'll, I'll forget. Don't worry. Um. <laughs> Ooh, hello. That's useful. Um, <clears throat> sorry, it's just finding random pieces of uh, cardboard to mount terrain on. Um. Ooh, yeah, it fits perfectly. Awesome. I'm Sorry. not gonna say Ooh. that's what she said, but you're really making it too easy. No, let's not go down that route right now. I know, but you're just yeah. making it too easy. That's a, a warning. <laughs> that's that is what she said, um, but for a totally different reason. Um. Yeah, so that's our hobby progress. I've done nothing. Jody is a, a I, bunker. I, I, <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, 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 I've, there is something I have to mention uh, because it is rather awesome. Um, a very, very good friend of mine 
who uh, I haven't seen, who I've, who's basically missed my birthday for the last God knows how many years. 53. Um, pardon? 53. 53? I'm not that old. Fuck You're you. You're not? Um, no. 34, you bastards. 35 this year. Back off, mongrels. Um, no, he's, uh, he, uh, he, 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 did a little purchase for uh, for me, and then was very enough, to, kind enough to sort of waiver the bill, um, which kind of shocked me. So, um, yeah, I've, I'm very fortunate enough now to uh, own Perturabo. Oh, pretty uh, sweet. Yeah, yeah, and two Leviathan dreadnoughts. Ooh, is this for Scandus? And a and a tor- and a Baneblade. This uh, must be Scandus. This is definitely for Scandus, yeah. Either that or I do it for Shadow Wars. Uh, you know, just do a light light, uh, a light list for Shadow Wars. So you're going to go like a Primarch's Chosen? <laughs> I would probably have to be Primarch's Chosen, then the Tormentor, so that's like well, 900 you... points. Yeah. You know. But isn't there a points restriction on the Tormentor as it is on the 80s deals for... Nope. It doesn't count towards the... No, uh, but there's still a point restriction that you must at least take this a 3,000-point list, I think. I don't think so. I'm going to check, because the ATOS deals for Dorn has that, that uh, limitation. Oh, you... well, if that's the case, then I won't be going into Shadow Wars, so everyone well, can take a deep sigh of relief. Well, yeah, I'm just uh, curious if they were... It counts, counts as the Lord of War together with it, because it becomes his dedicated transport, so you add them together. Well, and it, that's... Doesn't go against his pro- it doesn't go against his points value for that. What? No, no, confident it's he, he can be taken, but it can't, can't. Are you sure about that? I'm gonna check it, but that's what's uh, that's the deal right. with Dorn because it got got it even in the limitations, so that's why I wanted to check. I'm pretty Thank sure you. that you add those two points together and they fill up just one slot, but you know it becomes more expensive. Yeah, we can also. A reading Actually... rules of a sissies. Actually, yes, it's way better than Dorn. Yeah. Because it's only because it's got it's not a, a flyer. That's a, dedica- a super flyer. That's a dedicated transport. It's a tank, mm-hmm. so that you can actually use it properly, unless you yep. do a really really large unit of like tactical marines for it. But it's still, Bird Robo may take the Tormentor as a dedicated transport in any game of three thousand points or more. Ah, motherfucker. Yeah, okay, I missed that one. I, I had genuinely missed that. My bad. So, okay, yeah. Scandus. Yeah, that's <laughs> what... Put a rubber and a Bane Blade. There we go. That's, what I was, that's why I wanted to check it, because I... Is it a fun, bla- fun, fun. Bane Blade, or isn't it a fucking... It's a, it's a Shadow Sword. Oh, yeah. It's not a Bane Blade. Yeah, but I could... It's a, it's a Bane Blade with a Volcano Cannon. Yeah. And Transporter Capacity. Which is very, very And easy. a Titan Void Shield. Since it's obviously so, needed one. Yeah, so it's a Bane Blade. Why wouldn't you? No. It's with chassis. Yeah. But it's a don't they have like different guns? Right. Yeah, it's a Shadow Sword. It's got a Volcano Cannon. Yeah. Bane Blade got a, Bane Blade got a, blame, got a Bane Blade Cannon. Yeah. And you have the Shadow Sword. Then. No, right. I've got the Bane Blade. Yeah, but you can easily mod it to be a... Support. Yes, exactly. It's just, I, I've got the Bane Blade kit, which is what I'm going to use the base for it, and then I'm going to mod it up. Alright. I'd enough. love to have an Atos Dios or Scandus. 
<laughs> it's time for that. Well, following several attempts on Rogaldorn's life following the outbreak of the horse heresy, the Magus Telluria constructed for him a heavily customized personal gunship to convey him both in battle and to shield him as he conducted missions in respect of the defenses of Terra. This can be represented as a unique Thunderhawk gunship equipped with a turbolaser, which differs from the standard profile in that it possesses a single Titan void shield, the it will not die special rule, and an invulnerable save of 4 plus against any missile type weapons used against it. The ATS deals cost 600 points and may be taken as a dedicated transport for Rogel Dorn in a game of 3000 points or more. Wait, isn't it cheaper than a Thunderhawk? It's a cheap, way cheaper. <laughs> well, it's not way cheaper, it's cheaper than the version with the Turbo Laser Plus. Because that's one you can't take in a 3K list. Yeah. If you want to. Yeah, you can't take it because it's a 150 point upgrade on top of it. Regular Bane Blade. Why am I simply Bane Blade? It's your fault, Yuri. <laughs> the regular Thunderhawk. Because regular Thunderhawk is. I'm actually going to check it because I have <laughs> a map in my hand anyway, so. This is really, really good radio. It's fantastic radio. <laughs> we should keep doing this more often. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the Thunderhawk okay, anyway. is 684. 84. What the fuck? 85 points? Is that a Brooklyn accent? No, I don't know what the fuck it is. 685 so, points. Base. So, it's 600, ba- 600 for 80 deals, where the Thunderhawk is 685. And then you need to find, somehow, the 90 points between 685 and 750 for the <laughs> the Turbolaser, if you want it for a 3000 point game. But Scandus is uh, three and a half thousand points, right? That is right. <laughs> oh yeah. So I might actually just take Dorn with a Thunderhawk. There you go. That's cool. Or, well, it's actually. That's your entire army. <laughs> Dorn with a Thunderhawk. Actually, done. It could be represented by a Thunderhawk. It doesn't have to be a Thunderhawk. It could be whatever I really want to build. Make it a Thunderhawk and don't be a bitch about it. Why? 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 Because it's fucking awesome. That's why. But the Thunderhawk uh, is quite ugly. Doesn't matter. Build a Thunderhawk. Stop complaining and let's move. Trust on. me, I've got one in I've got one in plastic card sat next to that's been custom built. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I know. I I want one. I mean, it's a shame I'm painting it up in somebody else's colours, but hey, you know, you live and you live by these things. To be fair, I really don't think it would be that hard to build. But that depends on your skill level as well. Well, you know, S- seeing as I haven't received my, I think I'm going to, because I'm moving, well, well, everyone knows I'm going away for a little bit, uh, and I yep. won't be able to get my fucking Dreadnought Drop Pods before uh, Avarii. Maybe I need to, you know, bring the Thunderhawk to the game. And see, you should do. And see what it does. Yeah, but you should, uh, you should you're not going to bring Dreadnoughts then, right? Of course I am, but I, I can't bring all three Leviathans. Yeah, too bad they can't go in the... Thunderhawk. Well, normal dreadnoughts can. Yeah, only the normal dreadnoughts can. Because I was thinking, I was thinking more like you know nine uh, butches and a praetor in a cestus. Yeah, that's brutal. And you got the lovely cestus as well, don't you? Yeah, uh, I know. And then uh, maybe just uh, I don't know, maybe just two leviathans and then leviathans drop pods. How many dreadnoughts can you get into the thunderhawk? Is it three? Uh, regular dreadnoughts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Two or three, three of them, because it's got a thirty, 
model capacity and uh, each Dreadnought consists of 10. Hmm. So three Dreadnoughts in the Thunderhawk? Too bad you can only get the crappy cannon then, if you're only 3,000 po- points. Right. But on the other hand, if you're using it as a delivery po- system for regular Dreadnoughts, why are you... Do you even have regular box Dreadnoughts? Three of them? No, Contemptors. You can't put Contemptors in them. No, you can't. It actually only says Legion Dreadnoughts. Ah, bugger. Yeah, I really... I was thinking about that as well. I was thinking about, ooh, let's put a Contemptor in it, or like... But as you said, can't you put a Contemptor in the Storm Eagle fucking thing? Storm Eagle can't take Dreadnoughts. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they can. Can I? Like, they even used to sell a bundle with, like, uh, a Contemptor and a 10-man squad and a Storm Eagle. That's Forge World. Hmm. I, I'm i not sure if I'm gonna, going to check, actually. <laughs> no, but anyway, so, okay, so that plan doesn't work, then? Yeah, actually, the Storm Eagle just has a transport capacity of 20. Yeah. That's no limitations, but it... If it's set like that, it can't transport dreadnoughts, can it? Because it's not written that it can. People will argue, you know that. I'm fucking confused because the bundle used to be like a contempt. Like I even remember like the Iron Hands bundle. Yeah. It was like an Iron Hand contemptor, ten man Iron Hand squad, and a Storm Eagle. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm just saying that it just says twenty models, so it might just be able to. If nothing else, you could always claim that it's a uh, raven and have it in, right. have it strapped to the outside of the dropship. Hmm. Annoying, but I I guess I'll just have to do good old. I'll put like three or three tactical squads in the Thunder Rock then. Yeah, that's quite uh, nasty as well. That would work. Yeah. That would that would ruin a few people's days. And then mm-hmm. I'll put uh, two contemptors in red claws. Yeah, that's nice. Just uh, <laughs> drop them down and put them where you want them, basically. Yeah. Well, I have to cr- crunch the numbers then. Yeah, some more list hammering in time. We got to get the list in this weekend as well for uh, uh, Jesus for Avaria. What you should oh, do should, is yeah. just get the, like a thunder transporter and drop rhinos on people. <laughs> yeah, I know, but they, they've been out of production for so long. It's yeah, yeah, I don't see. I wanted one of them. Yeah, I wanted one as well because they look so, they look so sleek and nice. I want one that can lift the Spartan, and I'll put. I want to put like uh, ten butchers in it, and then just fucking drop down a Spartan with ten butchers via Thunderhawk. That would be like that's my dream. I always wanted to do that. Just drop that on somebody's head, you mean? Yeah. But I guess that's a pretty good dream, man. I guess I'll have to build something around the Thunder Rock. Anything else would be silly. I'm, yeah, I'm doing the. the, I'm doing the it's not like it's got to be painted by that point or anything, anyway. Just put as many units of Recon Marines in it as you can. <laughs> what the fuck? What? Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> people would just. What the fuck are you doing? And then you will, would win because they're confused. Well, the, the, the hashtag, they never expect the recon squad. Yeah. yeah no one expects the world leader recognition. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. expects a recon marine. How about 10 normal contempted terminators, 
That's 20 spots. And then a 10-man squad. Like a 10-man veteran squad. Yeah. Then I'll have two uh, tactical squads in uh, drop pods, uh, two contemptors in uh, anvils, and two leviathans in dreadnought drop pods, and a cestus with nine butchers and the praetor. That could work. Does that, that make? Could work yeah. very well, actually. And then use fillers if if that's not enough for three thousand points. Yeah. Oh. That'll work. Huh. Should be three thousand points though. Mm-hmm. Jesus, Jesus Christ, butchers will be expensive. Anyway, moving on. No need to list time. Moving on, as Freddie frantically re, re, uh, reworks his list. Yep. Nothing to see here. Move on, people. There's nothing Move to on. see here. Just list hammering. List hammering in progress. <laughs> yeah, list hammering on air. <laughs> exactly. Just what we need to do. I'll keep everything secret. Uh, wait. No. So, what if I do this? What if I do this upgrade? What if I do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so that's everyone's hobby progress. Yeah. And Pretty much. So, Chris goes into the box of shame, and you are kind of all right. I'm just terrible because all I do is gluing. I haven't even painted anything. It's well, terrible. do purchases count? <laughs> so in progress. No, <laughs> but I can't. I can't record my purchases anymore for the fear that some close relative might listen to this podcast. God forbid. So I was that, just that, thinking that, that, that I might even have gotten a, stuff. That, that is not a close avenue for me. Yeah, I was thinking that <laughs> I might have been. I might have sourced some imperial fist transfers, right? Yeah, that's right. See, I've done something this month. Yay. Or week or whatever. It's been so long. It's been so long. <laughs> I want to paint. Yeah, me too. I need to paint. But I need to build this shit first. Then I can paint. Yeah, it's, a, reward. it's a good... Or, it's the proper order to do stuff in. Yeah. Build first, paint later. If it's a tank, at least. Yeah, yeah I know. Paint a Sikaran in parts? Ugh. No, no. Like uh, The Predators are pretty good because they're like blocky chassis stuff, so it's easy to, to paint them when they're assembled. So yeah. It's all good. It's all good. Anyway, like, are we getting close to the end of this segment or what? <laughs> I think we are. Just, you know, Chris, are we, how, have we deviated enough now? Could we, should we come back? What do we need to do? Uh, do we have a roadmap for this? Well, <laughs> while we while we've uh, been talking, I've posted something on the Instagram on our Instagram. Hey. Oh my God, was it the duck face? No. Oh, fuck hell, you're dead. To, you're right you're dead to hell? you're dead to me. Um, but anyway, should we? But Iron Hands were first. About, like the the whole purpose of this episode, like hint hint, Mr. J, take it away. What? Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. Yes. The like, whole purpose. Yeah. Like in this, this episode. episode, you will hear. Yeah. In this episode. Well, yeah. The stuff I should have probably done like, I don't know, half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour ago into the intro. Yeah. Uh, yes. In this episode, the main reason, the, the reason for this episode's existence is very simple. We have Mr. Matthew Kane coming on from MKA Studios to talk to us about what life will be like, how much of an epic ma- manly man of a painter of awesomeness you will be if you and when you go on the upcoming uh, 
MKA class that is being, or boot camp, not a class, it's a boot camp, the MKA boot camp that is being run uh, in association, association with ourselves at the Brandon Heresy podcast, in association with Mammoth uh, Figure Spell for Learning, um, that will be run at the beginning of April next year here in Sweden, 40 places. Go onto our page, podcast page to find out more details. Get your get your uh, initial purchase ticket sorted. We'll tell you more after we've gone in after you've actually listened to the main segment itself. But in fact, basically, we want you guys to get as hard for heretical uh, painting as possible. As so hard for heretical airbrushing as possible. Yeah, uh, Air, because we are Araman. airbrush for Araman. Yes. Okay, that will works as well. Hashtag airbrush for Araman. Um, yeah, so we are we are very proud to say that we are getting the uh, the MKA team over so that's uh, Matt, Andy and Henry coming over and they will be uh, doing a, cl- a boot camp which is going to be explained to you in the main segment and we'll talk a little bit more about it in the wrap up as well. So that's the main reason we're here today. That's right. Who knows I might actually go back and no I won't go back and edit this. I, I won't do that. Where's the fun in that? People people know that we don't do these things properly. <laughs> so don't don't want to actually, you know, ruin their day by doing something. There, there's know. no fucking breaks on the editing train. <laughs> no there really isn't um so yeah that is the main reason for this this episode and i think it's it's pretty much um, a very nice if not fumbled segue into uh, actually going into that main uh, main part of the episode so we well, will be right... well well oh there's always i just wanted to do to put it out there the event itself is now pinned on our facebook page Okay, well it's done. easier to find, um, so that I thought it would be relevant to mention it now. But uh, if you want to, I was going to mention it in the I was going to mention it in the wrap up, but you know, right. like the amateur professionals we are, we'll, we'll sort this out on air. We all oh, we can mention it in the wrap up as well. <laughs> yeah, we'll do we'll do both. We'll just go crazy and do both. Yeah. We're just going to uh, make mini episodes mentioning it that it's pinned. Yep, there'll be like fifteen mini episodes that will constitute a minor episode, which will then become a a gigantic episode. Yeah. Well, yeah. Combined to be oh. sort of uh, as long as people who won't be listening who have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. Just, Transformers uh, people, go back and look at it. Let's just uh, ease our listeners into the main segment now. Okay, well we are going to take a break now. When we come back after this tune, you will be listening to the dulcet of beautiful tones of Mr. Matthew Kane, myself, uh, Christopher, and Freddie talking all things MKA. What you guys have to look forward to. And um, some interesting stories about working for Games Workshop and Axes. But we'll, uh, we'll leave that one for you guys to enjoy. So we will be right back after this tune.
segment now we've teased this in the last couple of episodes and we finally we finally have him here he for our very own benefit at the branching heresy podcast he has kind of updated himself into the 21st century and we love him for that he is the man the legend the i can't think of any more superlatives that don't probably get me in trouble <laughs> it is mr matthew kane say hello buddy how you doing hello buddy how are you doing Oh wow! Cool. Uh, well trained. I like that. Smart ass. Yeah, <laughs> dad joke straight away. This is how it's going to be. You can see how this one's going to go. <laughs> so welcome, welcome on board the Branching Heresy podcast, bud. Um, Hello. Thank you for coming on. Now we're here to really sort of talk uh, all things MKA, and we are here to pimp our upcoming MKA boot uh, masterclass boot camp that we have coming up here in Sweden in April 2017. Um, and we're going to do just generally sit here, pick your brains and chat about stuff. Sound good? Sounds good to me. Good. That's all I had written down and I'm in trouble otherwise. <laughs> uh, so let, let's, let's, I mean, you, you've been on a number of the, of the uh, other podcasts, so I feel like we're, we're hitting the big leagues right now. We're up there when you the say other. a number, I've been on the I Horus and that's it. Yeah, well, that usually does a number on anybody, so I think we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. Um, well, that but, one is a number, so yeah. exactly. There is that. <laughs> there is that. Don't sell also, yourself short, eh, mate. Yeah, and it's it's also because if I don't say a number, then Chris go, complains that maybe we're just focusing on one, and then we have to go the you know the whole sort of Swedish thing. We have to talk about other brands and all that sort of jazz. So you know, <laughs> anyway, that's how it that's how it works here, but. Um, yeah, so we're here to talk talk about yourself, all things MKA. So we're we're gonna just kick straight off. So, you, like I said, you've been on other podcasts or been on another podcast, very well listened to podcast. Um, just tell, give our give our listeners, just tell them about yourself. How, how did you get into painting? You know what you what you're well known for, that sort of stuff, man. Just give us give us a bit about Matt Kane, the legend. Okay, so I got <laughs> no into pressure. the hobby. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I got into the hobby when I was, well, I must have been about 13 years old, um, when a friend of mine, uh, Robin, who lived to like two doors down from me, um, we, we grew up together playing G.I. Joe and Action Force, and then he started breaking out into the modelling side, side of things and uh, took me down to the, the local games workshop store where um, I found these amazing little model soldiers, and I thought, wow, these these are really cool. I really like these. Um, so I started saving all my lunch money and buying models. And, yeah, that that was my introduction into the, to the modeling world, and I, it kind of grew from there. Um, as I was going through my teen years, I had spits and spurts, and every now and then I'd stop and do other things like girls and important, important things in life basically <laughs> uh and and then i'd always come back to it um and when i was about 25 i started thinking yeah i, I quite like this painting malarkey so i'll try and get better at it so i i, I pushed myself to achieve more um and to, to go to 
further lengths every time that I painted a new model. Um, so I, I started painting a few competition pieces, but largely that was all that I was painting. When it came to painting armies, I, I wasn't doing it at all. I was more interested in just putting models on a table and playing games with my friends, whether they were grey or not. Um, and yeah, that, that was the way I was for a certain period of time in my life. I was I was very competitive and, and wanted to win everything that I ever played in. Uh, got stroppy when I didn't, um, and uh, totally understandable. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and uh, that I went through life doing that. Um, when I uh, a lot of this time from the age of sixteen until um, what age was I? I think I was about twenty-eight when I I, I joined the army um, and I left in two thousand and ten. Um, and whilst I was in that period of being out of the army, um, I wanted to become a miniature designer for Games Workshop, so I bought a house in Nottingham, um, and I failed to get the job as a miniature designer, so that didn't go very well. Um, so I went into retail for Games Workshop and um, became a trainee store manager, doing my, my training at Warhammer World, and then I took over four months later as the store manager for Games Workshop Gloucester. Um, I took it over. It was in absolute dire straits. It, it was probably one of the worst stores in the company. Um, it was in a very bad place, but I managed to turn it around and I left it in a very successful state. Um, when I left nine months later to go into security for Games Workshop, mm. um, then I was back in Nottingham, um, working at Warhammer World in the security department and. I uh, had been secure. I had access to the whole site, and I, I got to go around and I got, got to speak to designers and painters and got little hints and tips off of various people. Um, and yeah, I, I started enjoying painting even more. Um, and I bought the um, Fordville Model Masterclass book one. Um, and it completely revolutionised everything that I ever painted. It changed the way that I did things because I was uh, beforehand I was very much the old classic heavy metal style of painting, and now I started putting all these this this classic um, military modelling style painting thing that Phil Stachinskas brought to the game when he started working at Forge World and uh, changed and influenced I guess influenced the majority of that book. Um, and it, yeah, it changed my hobby, changed the way that I did things, and I started pressing on with that. Um, yeah, a, a, a while later, the painter's job in Forge World came up, and I went for that, and I got that. And uh, the, the first thing I realised when I went in there is that I wasn't very good. Um. <laughs> what? Hang on. They, they 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 went. Yeah, you can work for us, and then you realised you weren't very good. Yeah. So How? obviously you had to be of a standard to to get the job in there. But then being of a standard and producing what they wanted is two different things. Um, because I was still in this transition period of working in uh, like painting in one style and then one in a different style. So. I, I got a lot of influence from various people that worked in there. You know, Mark Bedford was my, 
my manager, Phil Stachinskis, was my uh, tutor, if you like. He, he gave gave me the most lessons and, and hints and tips and guided me through, basically, and train, uh, trained me and changed me to being the painter that I became. Um, now, I was the only painter in Fort Drilled, the uh, official painter. Um, so I had everything to do, every single miniature for the book publications, for web uh, photography, for everything, really, uh, except when I got completely snowed under and I had to go and ask various people if, uh, if, if somebody could paint something because it was needed for this release or that release at this certain time. Um, and then people like Phil and Mark and various other people would, would jump on and paint something to, to help me out. Um, so, yeah, being that I was the only person doing it all, I, I, I really had to rush my way through through all the miniatures. Mm. I, I wasn't so much given a time frame, um, just it needs to be done type ah, of thing. Yeah. So I, I would I would push myself to make sure it gets done, um, and I'd have various people saying, "Oh, I don't like this. I don't like that." And then I got given the the biggest bit of advice that that was of importance to me, and that is, there's only one person you need to make happy with your painting, Matt, and that's Tony Cottrell. <laughs> uh, and that's because Tony Cottrell's the guy that pays my wages. He's exactly. he's the guy in charge. He's the guy that calls all the shots. He's the one that says, "Yes, I'm happy with that." And then, as long as I make him happy, that's all that counts. Um, there were a few times when I finished a miniature and then he'd come up and say, oh, I don't like that. Just change that. And this is after I've done all the ceiling and powders <laughs> and I'm like, I can't go back and change it. Why don't you tell me this before? But, um, but yeah, largely, um, I, I didn't really have many issues. It, it, it came out pretty, it, it, it all turned out pretty, pretty good. And when things did go wrong, I knew that I could turn to, to Phil and say, Phil, help <laughs> what do I do here? Panic button. Um, yeah, like there was uh, the, the the lightning. Um, when I painted that, I, I purity sealed it and it all misted up. And I was like, oh, no. holy fuck, what do I do? I've <laughs> been um, there, done that. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. not the Forge World lightning, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and Phil was just like, oh, don't worry about it, just do this and it'll be sorted. So I did this and it was sorted. Uh, which was really good. Um, have, having somebody with that much knowledge and experience that can just like calm you down straight away and, and stop you flapping and bring you back down from the clouds is, is really, really good. Um, so yeah, that, that, that was how we ended up in that position. And, um, there were certain things I liked painting in Forger. There were certain things that I didn't like painting and, the things that challenged me that I knew had to be real, really, really good for showcase purposes. Those, those were the things that I really liked painting. Um, things like the Primarchs, because um, Ferris Manus was the the first m member of the character series that I got to paint, um, and to this day, still my favourite. Um, he, I, when I started painting him, I sat down with um, various people in the studio, Simon Egan, who sculpted him, 
um, Phil Stuchinskis, uh, Mark, Keith, they, they both came in. Um, I, mean, I, I sat down and, and came up like a brainstorm and what colours would work well here and there. And, and I, I'd ask Simon, what sort of parts of the miniature you, are you looking to be the focal parts? Which What sort of light source were you imagining when you were sculpting him? Um, and I would, I would put all that into practice when doing the model. And, you know, every single time I finish something, I take it to Phil and say, Phil, is, is this right? Do you, do you think I should do anything here or push that there? And he'd always give me feedback, which was really, really cool. And um, I had uh, Alfonso Giraldez uh, working with me as well at the same time, otherwise known as Banshee. Um, and he he's a, a phenomenal painter as well and he was giving me loads of tips on painting flesh so when it came to doing the arms and ferris's head that that was invaluable um yeah um so i painted an awful lot of stuff in forge world uh <laughs> a lot a lot of boards all the display boards we, we we used to start them about if we were lucky about a month before um they went live um and in that time we had hundreds and hundreds of miniatures to paint um and it was very hard work and i didn't really enjoy doing those so much because you really have to drop your standards to be able to get everything done um to to like a very basic standard to get the get everything finished ready to go on the display because ultimately the, what people are looking at is the massed picture rather than the individual model yeah, I was um, going to say it's uh, it's it's much more of a. I don't want to use the term batch painting, but it does. There is there is that sort of, you know. Oh, mass it is pro batch painting. Okay, it, well, fair it, enough. It, then I can use that term. <laughs> it's like it's like what you used to do in Warhammer Fantasy, like the second rank and third rank. <laughs> well, no, there was never any first or second. It was just they were all shit. <laughs> 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 but um, like. I think you also get stuck with the, you know, the the one critic that you never fucking places is yourself. <laughs> so when you batch paint, you always, you know, you kind of, I, I, like even before an event, when you start, you, you're starting running out of time and you're lowering, you know, you're lowering your standards. And well, you like of, quarters it, of midnight it, before Scanders trying to finish yeah, tanks going, yeah, no, this is it, shit, but it's going to be it, painted. <laughs> but you feel that, you feel that pain in your soul, man. And like, it, it, you, you're like, ah, oh, I know it, it looks okay, but you know, ah, oh, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Yeah, it's I, fucking I, terrible. There's always the, the focal things that are the key elements to, to the army that you put the, the time and effort in. Like, um, if, for example, the Istvan 3 board, the, the very first one that I worked on, um, I started painting all the tanks about six weeks before uh, that board was, was finished. And Blake started doing all of the scenery and, and the, the board. Um, and then around about three weeks before the event, uh, a load of the rest of the guys got involved with with us to help us start doing it as well. And there was about eight of us painting the infantry because um, I actually counted how many models there were on that board at one point. There was 456 infantry models, in, including Angron. Um, and, yeah, so so we had a lot. massive, <laughs> great big strips of backpacks and shoulder pads that had to be blue. 
So you have one guy doing all backpacks and shoulder pads. Then you have one guy doing all the white bits and one guy doing all the eye lenses and et cetera, et cetera. It's, um, yeah, mind-numbingly boring. But the fin- final piece, you know, that's that that's what makes it worth it. And doing the little fun things like the, the Where's Wally model that we hid on it, um, uh, that was pretty fun. It's always funny when people actually do see him. They're like, oh, my God, there's Where's Wally. Uh, and and on the um, the Eldar board, there was a snowman on that one apparently. Uh, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, oh yeah, the the other miniature, the the funny miniature that was on the the Isfan three board was a guy with his camera phone, a space marine with his camera phone taking pictures. <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome that really yeah. is something, something like that needs a, literally needs a model and a rule set just because yeah. <laughs> media ops guy yeah media and... ops guy yeah, most, dramatic, most dramatic kill you know game, game plus one for uh, for something yeah. or other yeah, Dude, well, you, awesome, you could man. do it if, you, if you're doing like a campaign thing. You could uh, you could say you get like plus one to your leadership for for creating this heroic stance on on such and such a heroic deed. And yeah, anyway, I'm getting completely away from the point here. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so as time went on, um, I, I was doing various shows and um, seminars and going to various events and I'd have lots and lots of people stood talking to me as they do with all the designers and the studio team members. People would always come up and be asking for advice and guidance. And it was, it was great. I really, really enjoyed doing it and being able to help people. Um, so all this time there was other things going on in my life as well. Um, but that's, that's by the by, we we won't go into that, but, um, I started getting to the point that I was missing, being in the army as well um so i i looked at ways to get back into the army and i found a route and i took it and i, I rejoined the army um but i i did it not wanting to give up what i'd also learned as well um so i thought how how can i can how can i help people whilst not being a focal figure within a studio and that's when i started looking at the the idea of teaching classes um because i was quite influential in in the the way that the horus heresy came about being that you know i I designed of the 18 legions i designed 16 color schemes um and the solar auxilia color schemes and mechanicum color schemes um and i thought well why not set some something up to teach people and to, to help people to enjoy the hobby the way that i do and that, that was my mission statement when I started. I, I said I wanted to help people to enjoy the hobby the way that I do. Um, so I set up my classes. Um, it was very, very small at the start. And uh, I got chatting to a guy in Bath um, about going to do classes there. And um, he started recruiting all these people and saying, yeah, Matt, Matt will come down, but he needs this many people to do a class. Um and he got a whole class together. Um, however, about a week before the event, every member bar that one person from Bath dropped out. Oh, um, not cool. No. And then the day before the event, the venue turned around and said, you're not allowed to use airbrushes. So, <laughs> yeah. So um, it turned out we ended up doing it in that one person 
from Bath's front room. Um, and that's that one person was Andy, Andy Wardle. Um, so the other two, uh, the other three people that also turned up to the event, we had uh, Matt Betts came all the way down from Manchester. Um, and then we had Neil and Chris um, come down. Crikey, I think it's Winchester they're from. Um, so, yeah, we had four of us in, in the room doing uh doing a class I, I was teaching them i was completely making it up as it went along really because it was the first time i'd ever done it um but it was really really successful and it, it went really well um and come the end of the course i got feedback from them and, and asked them what they enjoyed what they'd like to do what they didn't like doing what we could do for the future and uh and matt betts he worked in element games at the time in manchester and uh, and he said, well, I can look at getting you a venue um, up there to do your classes. Um, so that was that. We did that. We, we just, uh, did our. We we pushed on and went and did the second class up in Element. During this time, I also took on Andy as my number two. Um, now Andy had won a single Golden Demon at this point. Um, he, I think he'd also won the Forge Best of Show as well. Um, and I took, I took him on because A, he's a very, very, very good painter. Um, but B, because he had a massive, massive social media presence, um, and good photography skills as well. So, uh, these are all different things that you can put together to make success. Um, so Andy became the, the secondary instructor and for the next few courses he uh he he kind of watched me most of the way through and i'd give him a couple of lessons here and there to to go and teach and then i'd give him feedback and i trained him basically to become an instructor uh, uh, of the courses um now he knows how to teach because he's uh he's uh, he's a gym instructor um by trade normally so he, he knows how to do lesson plans and and how to teach and captivate audiences and um so yeah he he had that already there but he needed to know the process that we we go through in the classes off by heart and to be able to go through the the, the teaching techniques yeah. so as the the classes went on the, the second class had seven people the third class had 12 people and it just kept growing uh, each time and as other people did the classes we gained loads more skills and um, developed the, the courses as they were going along each time, asking for feedback and taking on board everything that everybody was saying. Um, and yeah, we, we just kept growing and growing and growing. Awesome. Um, yeah, then um, we changed venue um, because of certain circumstances that happened. Um, and we moved down to um, Firestorm Games in Cardiff. Um, and yeah, things again continued to grow and it, it was getting bigger. And, and by this point we were getting towards the hundred people that we taught point. Um, and then, um, a guy out in Australia got in touch with me and was just generally chatting away to me cause he was, he's ex Australian army and, uh, and also does the, uh, the, the hobby. He he loves 
doing the hobby and he was just chatting away to me um i think he came up came to speak to me to ask a, a advice on painting staff with and uh and he was saying how out in australia they feel completely abandoned by all the powers that be from certain companies that don't do anything for them over there anymore mm. um and i said well i'll come and do something for you uh and th- th- he said really i said well yeah if, if you can make it work if you can get it all planned I'll, I'll come out and teach classes um so we got we got planning and uh we got um I'll, I'll drop his name in his michael keep uh keepy he he was the yeah. the guy that in, initially got chatting to me um and then he got andrew hollis involved as well and andrew hollis is a bit of a legend in the event planning side of things um i've, I've heard he's a bit of he's a bit of a bit of a not, not so much of a lone gunman but he's a bit of a sharpshooter when it comes to uh you know excel sheets and flow plans and flow charts yeah. and stuff like that <laughs> everything so. runs smoothly because of his absolutely uh, Im- immense attention to detail uh, he he really puts a lot of time and effort into making sure everything is perfect and it really was perfect but we get onto that in a bit um so yeah so we we got chatting to other people and the iHorrors podcast guys uh, got chatting to those as well um who put out a, a big shout all the time to to advertise the course and it was about a year before we actually went out that we started getting things up up and uh, known about um and yeah uh mm. so it interest was very high we were working our socks off to get it all planned um and we run in other classes in the uk at the same time so I, I i was very busy i was constantly busy in fact um answering questions on painting from students and, and from future students and talking about various kit and supplies that they're going to need um yeah um and then it came to april to 2016 and uh off we went to australia so there was and myself i was just going to say can i can i cut you there for a second matt because not not that i don't want to keep hitting the because we're going to want to go on to this for a moment but i've had this one question in my mind since you started talking about your time at forge world Mm-hmm. Now, I respect that there are NDAs and things like that, and we can't go into deep, deep discussion about what's going on. However, what was the funniest thing you ever came across when you were working security for them? That <laughs> um... you can talk about, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> one guy, one, one of the sculptors had an axe on his desk, which I, uh, I, I confiscated because, you know, it's quite a lethal weapon. Um <laughs> Because it, it was a battle axe. It was, it was a big <laughs> Fuck me, it wasn't even <laughs> subtle. <laughs> no, no. So uh, I, I was going around on night shift, and um, yeah, I found that, and I was like, yeah, I'm not leaving that there. So I took it. And then when the, the sculptor came in this morning, uh, in the morning, I'd already left a note on the desk saying, I've got this in security. If you want it, you can I'll come down and get me. it. <laughs> um, but it's, it's not to be here anymore. Anyway, I got into a bit of shit about being over scrupulous on, on my, uh, my, uh, my, my job and being a little bit too harsh with things. Yeah, that, that was interesting. Um, <laughs> that says a lot, though, when you get into trouble for being overly scrupulous and taking away a battle axe. <laughs> yeah, but then I suppose that sculptors need, need these sort of things for, yeah. Uh, yeah. for realism. Props. 
That was obviously yeah. what he was using it for. Oh, I was <laughs> going to say it was cutting his green stuff, but <laughs> what a judge. Yeah. Oh, man, because uh, security usually ends up being one of those jobs where just weird shit happens, so I couldn't I, I couldn't not ask about that. <laughs> Too much fun. Oh man. So anyway, sorry, I, I did cut you off mid sentence there. So let, let's 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 talk about Australia and let's talk about that. Um, I mean, you, you, obviously, you mentioned Keepy, you mentioned uh, Andy Hollis and uh, Tim and Michael, and I know Tim didn't make it to the class himself. Um, for shame, for shame, Tim. Um, hashtag Tim Reed Betrayer. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, you know, it's uh, it, it, it's it got a good good amount of press over there, and just sort of give, take us through it. Take us take us through the time in Australia, what it was like. And obviously, okay. remember this this isn't a family show, so you can be as literal and as honest as you like. Okay. So um, there were well, five. It's, tr- it's true. Stop laughing, Freddie. You know this. You're, you're part of the goddamn problem half the time. So don't you give me grief. Uh, I've been quiet, you know, almost all the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> so sorry, Matt. Just just dealing with some unruly crowd there. It's because I glued both my hands now. I can't. I can't hit the unmute button. Yeah, yeah. Glued both of your hands to your cock. Yeah, yeah. we really should buy you some either some glasses or some actual lube, so you just don't keep, you know, reaching for the super glue. I don't know it's a scale issue, but I didn't want to. You do. You do got fabric softer basically next to him if he's in there. Yeah, that's true. Doesn't help. Usually, usually keeps his headset in the same box as the fabric softener. Stop stalking me. (laughs) I was gonna say one. That sounds like that sounds a little bit creepy. Stroke rapey. Stroke 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 stalking. Someone has issues. And experience with fabric softener, Chris. Is this something we we don't need to discuss on air? Or (laughs) I I have to I have to make a massive confession. I have never used fabric softener as a standing for lubrication. Okay, fair enough. I just want to make it clear there for everyone listening. And Matt's, so, Matt's desperately Australia. trying to reach the hang-up button right now. <laughs> but, anyway, but then, back, I, then back again, it's never that soft, so... Yeah. <sighs> right, what did I start? Back to Australia, Matt. Please save us from this. Uh, <laughs> take, take us down under. Um, okay, so there were, there were five of us that went out to Australia. Um, oh, four of you made it back. Yeah. Uh, there was obviously Andy and myself went out as instructors. Uh, and then Henry, Dean and Matt also came out matt betts who um he'd done some teaching for us um whilst we were up in element uh element games then um henry and dean also came out because uh they wanted to come on holiday uh so they did australia and nice. yeah exactly uh so yeah they came out uh, we we flew over we stayed in sydney for about a week before doing the classes so we could get over the jet lag and do a little bit of sightseeing. Um, and then, uh, yeah, uh, we, we landed in Sydney and uh, Mr. Liegeo, uh I can't even remember whether that's the right way of pronouncing it, but um, yeah, he came out to uh, to meet us at the airport, which was amazing uh this guy that we only just started chatting to and he just he came all the way to meet us from the airport he brought us a mobile phone that we could use while we're out there so we can get things planned um this is mr legio from uh the loaded Loaded dice Dice podcast yeah Yeah. Yeah. um 
yeah, so he came out. He was he was driving us here and there and doing everything for us. It was brilliant. It's like nothing was too much for for him. He was a, a great guy. Um, so he got us sorted with the venue, um, which was a scout hut. Um, and between him and Andrew and Keepy, they got everything sorted and planned and everything in place. Um, so yeah, we, we turned up. Um, to do the, the class, uh, which it was the tanks course to start with, followed straight away by the infantry course. So four days of instruction um, in a one um, So Henry was doing an awful lot of running around to help out as well. Um, he he basically became the, th- the third instructor. Uh, Matt Betts. He did a little bit of help. Uh, Dean did on the first day as well. Um, and then Matt and Henry... Did they, did they get the goon curse by any chance or, uh, or the uh, hangover <laughs> down under? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what you mean by that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair, enough. Fair enough. Carry on. Carry on. Um, Nothing to see so here. Matt, Matt and Dean wanted to do more holiday stuff. They wanted to go visit the Blue Mountains and whatnot so they 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 went and did that um henry stayed with us and carried on teaching um which was absolutely invaluable because it was the first time we'd done something with 40 people um which there were were 40 people in this class um and andy and i we would have had our work cut out for us otherwise um so yeah we we taught the tanks and then we went straight into the infantry um, and it was amazing. The atmosphere for the whole group was—it oh, was just unbelievable. I've, I've never been to a class situation where everybody was so enthusiastic to learn everything that we could possibly send their way, whilst at the same time being the most hospitable people that I've ever known. Um, it was—it was brilliant. It was absolutely fantastic. The guys were amazing and. It was a pleasure to have them as part of our group. Um, Thanks for what? screwing us, guys. You know, since no. so high. Appreciate that. <laughs> well, that's Australians for you, mate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, 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 I, I've said this quite a lot of times, actually, now. I am so jealous of the uh, wargaming community that Australia has. Um, because in the UK, it's nothing like uh what what they've got out there um they are so close-knit and work so hard for each other to make sure that everything happens to the best of its possible uh possibilities it, it's it's great um if i had the opportunity i would live there and, and be part of that community but i have children so that's not going to happen um, oh yeah I, i'll donate you my passport <laughs> <laughs> Struggle the kids in hand luggage, you know, can be done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, uh, one thing we did notice is that by day four, people were completely and utterly fucked, and that included Henry, Dean, uh, Henry, Andy, and myself. We were absolutely crumb crackered. Um, the students were very tired as well because it's it's an it's very intense. The courses we we teach so much, we cram so much into the courses um, that you are given it. You're given your all to take everything in throughout the whole period. Um, 
so yeah come day four everybody was shattered but everybody had an amazing time um so yeah after that we came back to the uk and a week later we were straight back on it doing an infantry course in uh, in firestorm um and yeah it was it was great uh, a, a couple of months later, we did um, the hobby camp. Uh, so we, we ran a hobby camp for um, six days where we did three classes back to back. So if we thought Australia was hard, yeah. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> it, was, uh, it, was, it was really intense. But it, it was also quite fun in the fact that we weren't as strict with time lines and, and people had the 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 opportunity to do things past our, pa- our painting time so that they weren't just sold- solidly focused on painting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was really cool. Um, hobby, hobby camp was amazing, but at the end of that, we needed a bit, excuse me, we needed a bit of time out. We were, we were very tired, and, and as, as a group, we were starting to get a bit ratty. Um, so we took four months out. Um, until October, just gone, when we um, we ran another course. We we did the flyers course. And it was just Henry and myself there because Andy was double booked and um, had to go away. Um, so Henry ran the tanks course, and I ran uh, I ran the flyers course. And once again, it was a massive success. Um, and the group kept growing and growing and. It was it was brilliant. The the time off that we'd had was just fantastic. Yes, um, uh, just a quick question. When you do the flyers, I know for tank course you do like a rhino, like a stock standard rhino. But mm-hmm. for the flyers course, like what flyer do you pick them? Um, well, the guys had a bit a few options to do that. Now, the rule is you the whenever anybody comes to do any of our courses, they have to do the tank course before yeah. they can go on to any other courses. Um, so the guys that came on the Flyers course already had a bit of experience of doing other classes anyway, so they didn't have to learn the fundamentals, um, which we'll go on to course structure and layout a bit later on. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so the, the guys were doing a Xiphon or a Lightning um, and we had one of our guys do the uh, Dark Angel Nephilim. Okay. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're all kind of same sort of stock standard vice, I think. I think yes. the, the layout is about, you know, kind of similar. Yeah. I've seen, so, I've seen actually conversions of all those types into the other types. So <laughs> there must be some sort of red line. Yeah. yeah basically, we didn't want to, I didn't want them doing things like storm eagles and the such because they are very big and uh, they take an awful lot long time to get a whole the whole model done whilst teaching the techniques so yeah. um i, I kind of limited them to the models that they could do on the course um now when i say we had four months out of running classes uh we didn't that didn't mean that we stopped um because during this time I got speaking to Jody and I got speaking to the guys in Australia and I started arranging more courses um, and 
further ventures far and wide, far and wide across the, the planet. Um, so this is how we got speaking to organise the trip to Sweden to run a Scandinavian course. Sunny old Sweden. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it will, it, it will be in April, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope so. So yeah, you, I mean, we we spent a fair bit of time talking um, via email and a couple and on uh, FaceTime and stuff. And mm-hmm. from your experiences in Australia, um, you sort of come up with a. A new format. I mean, it's not it's not earth shattering, and you know, but you you sort of taken a different approach to these courses now. Yeah, yeah. The the reason that we've we've changed the format is because of how incredibly shattered the guys were after four days of painting in Australia. Um, so to do the 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 camps that we we're doing. Uh, when we go overseas, because, you know, going overseas doesn't happen very often for us. So we try to do more than just the basic one class. Um, so we still wanted to do two classes, but we didn't want it to be as intense. So we thought we'd break it up a little bit. So rather than doing four days straight of painting, it would be four days of painting spread over five days with a day break in the middle which is for for a bit of gaming. So you get a bit of downtime and time to relax and enjoy the other aspects of the hobby, be a bit more social rather than just being sat at your desk with your kit. Um, I think we're going to start calling that throwdown time after uh, (laughs) some some of the conversations we had before we started recording. Right, Freddie? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah. Freddie said he's going to bring his girly marines and uh, try and and down my ultras. He said he's going full on competitive as well. Yeah, I no, thought it you. were supposed to be a power gamer versus a power gamer fight, but uh, yeah. I might have heard wrong. <laughs> well, Tom's not, Tom from Juno Five Two is not coming, so you haven't got a power gamer coming over. <laughs> fair enough, then. Fair enough. I, I think that's 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 a fair comment if ever I heard one. That you know. now, like if if we do have a game, I'm definitely going to bring my own painted stuff, so you can laugh at my pittiness. Well, no, 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 that that doesn't happen. We we don't play unpainted. No, no, my unpainted. Oh, you see that thing you just walked into, Freddie? You just walked straight into that. That's right. We'll sort that on the tabletop later. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Battle of the Titans. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so we're going for um, we're going for a two day followed by a ga- day of gaming, general chilling out and hobbying and hanging out and stuff, and then followed up by the second the second course. And as you said, you everybody who does MKA uh, starts with the tank course. Mm-hmm. And just can you just give us a little heads up about what the what the the tank course sort of. I guess involves as much as you can. Obviously, I mean, you know, the whole reason for going on the course is learning, so we can't sort of go into how it's done. But sort of an overview, maybe, about that. Okay, so we, everybody starts on the tank course because it is an easier surface to learn on, that rather than learning on something very small like an infantry model. Um, so we sit, we stick with something very, very basic like a rhino, and it is a rhino. It, we used to have, we at one point we had lots of people bringing lots and lots of different vehicles, and it basically meant that we had to teach everybody individually, and it's just not possible. It's not feasible when you've got big classes. So we we, we said from now on it will just be a rhino, 
preferably a dimos pattern rhino because you know we all he- we all love the heresy so uh why use shitty crappy plastic rhinos when you can have decent <laughs> dimos pattern rhinos and, and stick with the uh the theme to to make your army look really cool so it's a fluffy um, painting course yeah absolutely well i i i i'm i didn't have the presence in the 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 forming of the heresy scene that i did to not go and push it forward uh in my in my future and try and spread the the love for heresy in whatever way i can uh by <laughs> for, for only for people to come and use plastic tanks this is true <laughs> Oof. <clears throat> all hell the resin master race <clears throat> sorry <laughs> Oh, dear. Well, like, it's going to be so ironic if they fucking release a plastic bin master. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be all smacked up. And he, I said, he said, what? Here we go. Right. Get it into production now. Do this. <laughs> you, know, you know, right, though. That I'm going to fucking buy it like a, one of those laser machines. And you start producing plastic demons. Three, 3D printer plus a laser. I'm going to invest fucking 500,000 kroners to make this happen. <laughs> it's still cheaper than the Emperor's Children Army, Freddy. No, that's true. <laughs> Let, let's face it, though. Everybody would love a plastic rhino. A plastic yes. dimer, dimer's pattern. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Hells yeah. Yeah. Hells yeah. <laughs> Let, less super glue. Yeah. That's true. But Freddy, every time you fuck it, fuck it up, though, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I will have one less issue, but... The other thing is that every time you fuck it up, it's so easy to repair super glue. Like, when you do plastic glue with those rhinos, you're fucked. Yeah, true. You have true. to hacksaw that shit to pieces. <laughs> or put no, it in just... the fridge and pray to God you can hit it in the right place with a hammer. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> ah, super good. You put it in the freezer and then Bob's your uncle. No, no, no. You don't do not do that. Freezers are rubbish. It's ovens, but you can't put plastic in ovens. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, Except it's just that I, I'm not allowed to go close to the kitchen utensils with my toy soldiers. <laughs> it's like one of the house rules, apparently. Yeah, it, it, I can't, can't really count uh, anymore. All the time it's my fiance I yelled at me because there's miniatures in the kitchen. Yeah, like what the fuck am I <laughs> or doing? Or the bathroom, or the hallway. Why, why is the sink full, <laughs> full of fucking resin models and dishwasher detergents and shit? What's going on? You need on? to be cleaned, woman. Yeah, Damn it, you, do you not you, understand you spend, the heresy? You spend hours scrubbing your little toy tanks with like fucking dishwasher detergent, but you never do the dishes. <laughs> That's why you've got a dishwasher? Exactly. That's why I have a wife. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, feminist yeah. plowing, be warned. Feminist plowing. Yeah, no, no. Like the entire Varangian heresy group is going to be divorced by the end of this year. Oh, wow. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of an influence on why I've been divorced twice as well. But... Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely it's not, not the helping army. mine. No, definitely not the army. <laughs> no, no. No, not um, they're, 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 they're really good for, like, you know, parental and family support. Yeah. Most definitely. Like sending you away lots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, you're um, troubling your marriage. I know how to fix that. <laughs> Send you to another country. Where you go. Yeah. At least you can't fight anymore. Yeah. Or, or, or when you finally have like some sort of internet connection, uh, Skype fucking cuts down in the middle of an argument. And then, you know, three weeks later, when you have an internet connection again, you suddenly notice that, you know, your house is empty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. No. Anyway, oh, well. anyway, yeah, it's anyway, it's, 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 it's a painting. painting. <laughs> yeah, um, no worries. 
Yeah, so the the tank course, um, it's all it's designed to teach people on an easy um, canvas, um, but something that's small enough to get a completed miniature by the end of the course, having learned a multitude of techniques. Um, we we don't even touch a model for the first few hours. It, it's all it's all learning the very basics of an airbrush what makes an airbrush, how an airbrush works, how to fault find, what pressure settings to do. Um, yeah. You mean strip and assemble? Yeah, basically. Um, T- timed, uh, obviously. Oh, <laughs> blindfolded. blindfolded. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just like field, how to field strip, how to field, how to field strip a, an airbrush under under incoming um, incoming <laughs> spray can fire. Uh, or, or more like, you know, fucking you know, cutlery from your wife and shit. While you're crawling in the laundry. <laughs> go, 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 go. <laughs> the, um, the enemy's armed with the enemy's armed with the, with the silverware, sir. For God's <laughs> sake, man, just just man up, grab a tray, grab a tray, and take the hits and move on. Yeah, you're <laughs> having an event in two hours. <laughs> that reminds me, I really should get a lock for the hobby room door when I move. Yes, yes, you should. <laughs> Trust me. It's so anyway, 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 anyway. Um, right, I'm running okay. out of whiskey. That's why. <laughs> So, yeah, so, so people just start on a piece of paper for the first few hours learning the basics of airbrush control um, and application. Um, once that's done, we move on to getting paint application onto a model. Um, that's done in various different stages, but we won't go into that. That's why we do a course so we can teach those things. Um, and by the end of the day one, you've got your main um, base color laid onto your model as well as having transfers fitted uh, and, and applied to your model. Um, this is very important. It has to be done by day one uh, because it won't be ready come day two otherwise because um, the, the transfers have to dry overnight. They need a certain amount of time for d- different chemicals to work properly on them. Um, so day two um, starts very early. Um, and we learn all the different weathering techniques um, that, that we cover throughout the course. Um, and the idea is that there are so many different techniques. You can choose which of those techniques you like once we've taught you them all. Because um, we're there to teach you. Then you go away and you master the techniques in your own time. Um, but we, we like to make sure we, we show everybody all the techniques and get them to practice all of them so they can decide which ones they like. Um, so yeah, uh, by the end of day two, they will have a fully finished rhino, um, painted to a standard that's good enough to go into pretty much every display cabinet in the world. Um, that, that, that is it. We, we've had in, out in Australia, we had a guy that had never, ever painted a single miniature before. We also had commission painters. Uh, and you couldn't tell the difference between their tanks come the end of the course. They they both looked equally as good. Awesome. So there's hope for us all yet. Well, absolutely. Not, not for me, but you know. No, not you, Jody. No, Everyone else. There's, there's never been hope for me, but that's that's something. That's a whole other story. Do you know what? I'm going to prove you both wrong. <laughs> there's hope for me. Dear God, man, do you understand the the scope of the task you're taking on here? Oh I, my God! By, by the end of the course, Jody, you will not be saying that. I can promise you that. You you will be so chuffed. You will be knackered, but you will you will have learned so much 
that it will change the way that you do your hobby forevermore. And I can promise you that because I've got over 200 people that I've taught already that do it. Perfect. Right. Okay. I'm holding you to that. And, you know, I'd say I'd buy you a beer, but I don't drink. So, um, Freddie will buy (laughs) you a beer. I'll drink it for you, mate. You you can buy it, mate. You can can buy it for him. (laughs) By that time, my bet is over. Have you heard the amount of hosting, the level of hosting we have to achieve thanks to those bloody Aussies? Jesus Christ, man. They set up standing. Yeah, exactly. We're screwed. I mean, um, (laughs) yay. Okay, I won't glue. I won't bring super glue then. No, please don't. <laughs> well, uh, you can the rest, just bring the and the rest will just naturally sort itself out. Yeah, okay. yeah, something like that. Now I'm a little worried, but I don't want to go into that right now. Uh, It'll be, it sounds like the end of my last date, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, so, right so one thing I'll, I will mention, guys, is the the kit list for the courses. Um, the kit list that we send out to everybody when they buy their tickets it's uh it is a pretty substantial kit list there is a lot of stuff involved uh and that is done deliberately because we want you to have everything to be able to do everything on the course we also want you to be able to go home after the course and carry on painting in exactly the same way that we've just taught you um we don't do it just because we want you to have all this stuff we do it because between Henry, Andy, myself, and all the other MKA guys. Um, We've got lots and lots of experience of using all these products and working out what products work best for what techniques. Um, So we we impass that knowledge on to everybody that comes on our course just by giving them the kit list. Because once they've got that kit list, they, they can then go away and have the best products for the best jobs. Awesome. And that's why we, we put so much emphasis on everybody getting the kit list. And Jody, like I mentioned to you earlier, um, as soon as everybody has bought their ticket for for the event, you are going to be sending them the, uh, the, the kit list so that they can start amassing it ready for the course. And that, that is something that we're... Um... We're going to be well. Our our hope is to be able to uh, support in that as well. Um, give everybody a bit of help in in sort of getting it all together. But that's uh, something we're working on right now. But uh, we'll we'll see what we can put together for everybody as we go along. Because I think that's uh, another another way of being a, a successful and helpful host. Uh, when Definitely. We, when we do an event like yeah. that. Do like bulk orders and shit just to help everyone out. Yeah, basically. Yeah. We're, we're working on that cool so yeah very cool so once we've we've got the well, we still have to sit down and work out the format what we're going to do for the day off i think it will oh, involve i'm going to play mr matt yeah i think i think there's going to be <laughs> a ticket sir a ticket matt, line <laughs> I, think, I think it's sir matt i'm not sure sir matt of forge world or uh, matt of former forge, <laughs> sir matt of mka former duke and duke and uh, lord of forge world i don't know what the full title is but oh dear gold we'll get the, the paperwork the third yeah <laughs> we'll get the paperwork at some point um but uh no i, th- I think we'll, we we need to work out a sort of format we're going to do for the uh for the off day and what, what we're going to do when we all decide to have a bit of fun but 
I think we're we're all fun. Uh, we all enjoy a bit of narrative gaming. We all enjoy a little bit of fun. And if we've got rhinos ready, well, I think there has to be something based around the rhinos. But that's oh, I I am writing up some sort of rhino race, Quokamoka uh, style. <laughs> yes. Oh, do you remember that Games Workshop game, fucking Death Race? Yes. Oh, this done done. <laughs> right, <laughs> Freddy, you fix it. We'll play it. You fix it. Okay. It'll be fucking brilliant. Done. It'll be like in the spirit of the Nat Geos for Scandus. It's going to awesome. be, <laughs> be fucking crazy. <laughs> did you did you hear about the Night Geos map by any chance? I did. It sounded absolutely epic. It it, it all kept. But it wasn't that epic for Fulgrim. It was brilliant for Fulgrim. It wasn't his fault. Well, it was his fault. He got stepped on. Uh, but, you know, he uh, did try and come up and punch my knight in the nuts, and you know. Uh, failed <laughs> miserably <laughs> it's a bit sad that all the fun happened after i had to go home from scandas uh, you know stuff happens maybe, maybe that's, that's why all the fun happened probably oh, <laughs> well you know fucking matt has already put the bar on how we're gonna treat each other so. <laughs> yeah this is true this is true yeah maybe bro- broken bottles at dawn at this rate um <laughs> But uh, yeah, so we, we'll work out the format of what we're going to do. But we've got a the, the planned location is uh, somewhere that's going to look after us very, 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 very well. Um, we're just going to make sh- see how we get it all sorted. But that that all that information, as far as our course is concerned, is going to be worked out in the next week or two um, to get that up and sorted. And uh, by the time this episode drops, the uh, the way we're going to be pro- approaching it is we're going to be doing a, a deposit ticket. So basically. Everybody pays a portion of the course fee to hold their ticket, uh, hold their place, and then the uh, that is then expected fu- fully paid up in a certain amount of time. Um, but that will be all sorted with us. Um, we'll have that all in place, so it's nice and secure, and everybody's happy. Um, and then we've got the, the the sort of day four and day five. And what, what, where are we going to be doing with that, Matt? What, what fun are we going to be having on those days? Uh, so day four and five will be the infantry course. So um, a, a follow-on, if you like, to the tank course is then honing your skills onto a smaller miniature and learning how to paint your infantry. Uh, so you've got an idea of how to go paint all your vehicles for your, your legion, right, your tanks. Now you're going to have an idea of how to paint all your infantry. Um, we, we show you all these different techniques um, that make a great looking infantry force um in as good a time scale as what we can possibly do it um the idea being that you can get a really cracking looking army painted in a fraction of the time that you would have been doing it before and to a way better standard um so we don't have to go into all the fundamentals because we've already taught it on the tank course um but because of that, we can go on to loads more advanced techniques because uh, being able to apply your paint through an airbrush onto a tank is one thing. Being able to do it onto a little tiny infantry model is a completely different matter because it's not just a case of hold your model in front of the airbrush and spray. It's about how to apply that paint to certain parts of a little tiny infantry model. Yeah. That that's the one I'm I'm I I won't lie. That's the one I'm most interested in. I'll stop in. you right there. Stop it. I'm not stop saying anything. I'm not going to because... be pessimistic. I'm actually looking forward to it. It's the it's the one I'm most <laughs> interested in because it's it's the one thing that I I'm looking forward to having a go at. Because I, I won't lie, I've done paintbrush. I've done I do have an airbrush or I had a a, a cheap airbrush, 
um, paid for it, but you know that's how, as in literally it, it was that cheap. Um, it died, but um, you know I've had I have had a play with airbrushing before, and I I do like it. But I've uh, if nothing else, I've used it for base coating and doing the, you know, the sort of easy stuff, um, which you probably could have got I probably could have got away with the, just using a rattle can for. Um, but now I'm I'm interested in seeing really interested in seeing and sort of getting it onto those smaller surfaces. So I'm looking forward to that. Not being a pessimist, I'm being a um, you mean being British? Yeah, that. <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, whoa, whoa, fuck whoa. You. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. What the fuck? Oh, come on. You pomps should be, you know, proud of your national tricks. <laughs> Standing in queues and being <laughs> pessimistic. To be, exactly. to be fair, that quite equates the Swedish people as well. Yeah, exactly. fucking Swedes. You know, love you. But, yeah, you know. but you have hot, hot females. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah le- legit point Matt legit point um, <laughs> yeah and that's one of the other reasons I love being here um, it's obviously the, the, uh, my, I get to uh, improve my own you mean now, now it's one of the reasons why you're loving it's true this is very true and my, my ornithology skills will increase um, if everybody doesn't understand what that word means look it up uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. oh god what I can be your I god. Eddie. I can be your god Eddie. if you want. You know, there's only one god. No, or goddess, or whatever. <laughs> Shiva. <laughs> anyway, gender but... unspecified. <laughs> Feminist blowing. Um, anyway, uh, infantry course. Infantry course. Yeah, let's go back no, to the, the reason we're here. Don't fucking derail us. We're doing like infantry stuff, and I don't care about your fucking, you know, cheap auto. Air, <laughs> airbrush. Let's hear about the, you know, the good you stuff. You just don't care about me, do you, Freddie? You don't care. Yeah, that's true. You just don't care. Okay, so anyway. so back to the infantry then. Um, yep. You will bring along five basic infantry models. When I say basic, I'm talking Betrayal at Kalf, or Battle at Kalf, whatever it is, Mark IV Marines. Nothing with fancy details on, nothing any no elite models it is just basic non-adorned uh space marine miniatures without their bolt guns attached um and the reason for this is because you will be lucky if you get three of those miniatures finished by the end of the end of day two um because we teach you that many skills that you will spend that much time and that much concentration uh, on the little tiny minute things that we teach you that you will be lucky to get three miniatures finished now some of the legion schemes are a bit easier and, and you might get the five done uh, but generally people manage to get about three miniatures finished by the end of it and the idea is that then once we've taught you that you can go away and you can uh, practice all the techniques on all your miniatures and, and your fancy miniatures and make them look super sexy I get a feeling I'm going to have to. St- I will end up stripping my entire army that I have now and repainting it, won't I? Um, we get a lot of people who come on the courses and start new armies because they uh, they they don't want to change the look that they've got on previous armies. Um, because come the end of the course, your painting will be completely different. You will have learned all these different things. So if you paint stuff for the same army afterwards, it will look completely different to what you painted before. Um, now, 
for some people, that's not so much an issue because people like Freddie start a new army every other month or so. <laughs> Very true. Um, but that's true. Uh, I was actually going to put up like some sort of um, what do you call it? Like a uh, a post of which uh, legion I should start for this thing. <laughs> and it can't be one Ooh. that I'm already running. Ooh. Yeah. Ultramarines. Hey. It can't be Ultramarines. <laughs> okay. It could be Ultramarines. I don't know. Iron Hands then. Oh, Jesus Christ. I think you should do Blood Angels. Oh. oh you know, I, I've met too many Blood Angel power gamers like in the noughties. So I, I'm, okay. I'm kind of scarred for life. I have PSSD against fucking Rhino Rush with Blood Angels. What legions do you have already? Uh, I have Raven Guards, uh, World Eaters, Sons of Horrors, and Empress Children. Okay. So none of those use any of the metallic schemes that I I designed. So I think no. you should start one of those. Now, would you want to go Loyalist or Traitor? It uh, doesn't really matter. Okay. so I'm, I'm hard for both sides. The metallic <laughs> schemes that I designed... Uh, you've got Iron Hands. Um, you've got Alpha Legion, Night Lords, and Word Bearers. Ooh. Word Bearers Metallics. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Well, the ones that I designed were. Oh. Um, so I should actually put put up a poll for those legions. Mm, yeah. Oh, the the Thousand Sons also fall into that bracket now as well. <coughs> oh, that's true. But every man and his dog do that. Yeah, I know. It seems to be like a new black or red yeah. or whatever the fuck you would call it. <laughs> so I guess, uh, yeah, those four. Like, I don't have any of those fours. And I don't think, like, wor- word bears, you don't see that many in Sweden, do you? you know, no, I know, seen, I know. I know. I've seen, like, like two, one, two armies. I, I've seen, yeah, I've only seen one in the flesh. Yeah, I know of one that's being painted in, uh, in uh, Uppsala right now. But, uh... Right. Yeah, no, we'll we'll put up a poll for those four, for sure. Mm, and okay. you know what, I cool. I I, uh, I suppose I need a loyalist army. Yes, you do. So yes, you do. I will do the same, but I will do. Uh, and I, I actually have iron warriors, so I have the metallics covered. So I'm just mm-hmm. going to put up a, a loyalist post, a post of which loyalist army should I do my? I'll probably uh, do my tank and my uh, and the um, infantry. Well, you know, you know the. It should either be militia or it should be imperial fists. Ooh. No. You can do Talon or you can do like your, you know, antagonist. When I did fantasy, I had dwarves and night goblins. Why Just wasn't because. it? Why wasn't it high elves? Nah, come on. War of the, beard, the night man. Goblin, Like you get hatred against night goblins. Yeah, but war of the beard, man. That's where it all began. That's where the, all the but real that was pain several, was. Several thousands, thousands of years earlier. We're dwarfs. We remember. This, this is my. Why do you like, think I, I play keep, the Iron Warriors? I, They're the fucking thirty k, thirty k dwarfs. They're bitter. Yeah. They like big guns. They, they don't smile. True. What else do you need? This is this is why I keep arguing about. I wish Age of Sigmar would be Age of Sigmar. So it would be like the heresy, but for fantasy. And fuck, man, I would be on that like uh, a fat kid on cake. <laughs> it would be fucking amazing. Like massive armies, fucking you know the War of the Beards. It would be like everything. The Sundering. Like the whole shebang and Sigmar getting his hammer and shit. Yeah. So how about uh, infantry? Anyway, infantry. 
And you're all worried about you getting derailed, Matt. <laughs> you yeah. Derailed. We, we, do this, we, we do this all the time. You know, our listeners love us for this. Right, guys? <clears throat> yeah, anyway. They can't reply. You know. Exactly, that's why I'm asking. Shut up. <laughs> I, I think we've, we've covered it now because I'm not going to go through the techniques because we, we, we teach the techniques on the course. Um, but I think we, we've covered the... You're going to do a tank and you're going to do infantry. You're going to learn the fundamentals of doing both as well as some pretty, pretty advanced skills on both to which by the end of it, you will have a great skill set to be able to go, go away and create amazing looking armies. Yeah. And basically be prepared, prepare your wallet for the, the raping it's going to take afterwards when you go, I need to paint these guys. I need an army. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's going to happen by the sounds of it. Okay. <laughs> which, is good, which is pretty awesome, actually, to be fair. I'm, I'm not unhappy about that. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I've got a year to save for it. It's for, no, I haven't, damn it. Um, <laughs> uh, it's cool. Oh, yeah. So that is that is the sort of general overview of, of what we're going to be doing and a fair bit about your good self. But there's um if you're willing to sort of talk about it, there's there's, there's not just the, uh, the sort of, it doesn't end with the course. Does it? I mean, no. there's, there's more to it than that. And I, this is one of the, the most awesome things I think about it. Um, so, yeah, can you give us uh, th those who are going to come and those who should be coming and need something a little more to maybe tip them over the edge? There's uh, there's just more. Yeah. So um, after the first sort of three or four courses, uh, we decided that we wanted to do something to keep everybody who comes on a course connected. Um, so we started a closed Facebook group, which you only get access to once you've done the MKA course. Um, and in there, we talk about techniques. We talk about everything we do on an MKA course. We talk about everything that you have come and paid your money to come and learn to do. So therefore, we don't talk about it outside of the group. We, it is an MKA exclusive group. Um, and it's a, it's a way that every single one of us can ask for help, can support each other, can challenge each other, can uh, look for social outlets. Um, it, it's fantastic. It, it, we, literally, the, the page is updated every single day with more and more people's posts uh, of work, things that they're working on, looking for feedback, looking for critique. Um, and every single person is on that page because they are after the same thing. They are after uh, being part of a very, very, very top-end painting group. Um, now, I'm not, I'm not saying we are the members like um, like Ben Comets and um, the other very famous painters around the world, but we are a group of heresy enthusiasts that enjoy doing our hobby to a very high standard. Um, yeah, so it, it's it's a great community. It's, it's a great way of seeking feedback, seeking help from each other. I also run a monthly pledge. So every every month I set a certain category of which you then pick something within that category to paint. And the idea being that as the, the pledges go on, you build an army um, and the army is then 
structured because I, I choose things from different parts of force organization chart to 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 go and do. Um, and the reason I started doing this is because I want to get to a situation where MKA can go and invade a gaming venue en masse with lots and lots of people and have the best collection of painted miniatures you will ever see on a tabletop or a, a series of tabletops. I, I think that that could be quite achievable by the sounds of it. Um, I actually don't see why it wouldn't happen at all. Oh, no. no, no, no. Well, you know, to, to, to be honest, like uh, the Horus Heresy dudes already have like a massive high standard. So like mm. even bringing that one level further is like, that's going to be mind blowing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the example of the Shadow Wars where um, I, Shadow Wars campaign that was run, run at Warhammer World just recently, um, there were I think there were 13 of us from MKA that went. And I heard from multiple people in that venue, some people very well-respected members, saying how much you can see the painting standard has risen um, over previous events that have been held there um, for the heresy. And it is fantastic to see. I had somebody come up to me and say, you can tell the people that uh, that are MKA members, you just have to look at their rhinos. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a good thing. That's such a good thing to hear. Absolutely. Must, must put a smile on your face. As the, the you know, when you like you said when when you got this going way back um, to actually now be in that position where people recognise. Uh, I I kind of want to say the brand, but you know the the uh, the, the ethos. Style. Yeah, the style, the ethos behind it. You know. They recognise MKA. That's that's got to got to put a bit of a swell in your chest there in a good way. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I I went to Shadow Wars, um, speaking to myself and to a, a few others. I, I I said I want MKA to achieve at least four of the six best army votes, uh, best army nominations, and we got four of the six best army nominations. Awesome. Um, of the painting categories, there was best vehicle, best squad, best uh, character, best Primark, and best army. We won four of them. Um, so I won best army, best vehicle, and best squad. Andy won best character. Um, and we didn't win the best Primark. Um, but I think that's because not many of us actually entered that. Um, no, that's not to say anything, take anything away from the the the, the chap who won the best Primark because he's a he's a top top lad himself. Um, but uh, you check out his uh, his website, it's uh, Lemon Painting. Um, he's he's a great guy, and I'm pretty sure he does commissions. If he doesn't do commissions, he piles out armies like there's no tomorrow. He's, he's a great lad. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I going to that and seeing those results is absolutely fantastic the fact that now from our group since our, our group started we've got i think it's eight golden demon winners amongst us wow. um and over 50 people have won finalist bins from, awesome, from the course uh, at golden demon events um we have andy who has won 
so many bloody trophies he doesn't need an army anymore because he can make an army of trophies <laughs> uh, um, and he's got a sword as well um, and then Henry who got silver at, uh, in the vehicle category um, at the Heresy Weekender ah oh, so is, is, it, is, it, is was it Henry who was the, the, the guy the, the, the man of legend who, who went on the course and then went to medal in um, literally with with his his course vehicle medaled in. No, that was Dean. That was Dean, was it? Right, okay. Yeah. Um, he did a um, a Death Guard Predator. Um, he then went away after the course and did another two to make a squadron. Um, and then he went to Space Marine uh, to, to Golden Demon tanks, and he won silver. I think. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think he won silver. Um, which is just amazing. Yeah, that's pretty I, freaking awesome. <laughs> I, I was at work when I got told the results, and I was just screaming my head off like a proud father. <laughs> I, was, I was so so impressed. My boy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he he's then been on to win another Golden Demon with another tank. Um, Henry, as I say, won silver uh, with. What's the, the, the fail blade chassis with the great big plasma cannon on? Oh, uh, you mean the... No, the glaive. Is it the storm blade? Storm blade is on the bane blade chassis, though. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. It look, kind of looks the same, and it is a storm blade. It's an yeah. awesome tank. Yeah, yeah. so so he won silver with that. Um, he came behind Andy with Andy's fail blade, which won the Slayer Sword. Um, yeah, that one looked if, awesome. If you're going to lose out, you know, it's nice to say, well, you know, I lost out to the one that won the actual Slayer Sword. You exactly. Know, it could be worse. Exactly. Yeah, worse. Um, <laughs> then we've got Danny Nuttall, um, who now has, I think it's two or three Golden Demons to his name. Um, ben, who won for a diorama. Uh, who else? Ryan, um, Ryan won gold for the uh, the open category at uh, the um, is it oh, what's the the old school golden demon the the original one? Um, oh, you're asking a question now. Um, can't remember. Uh, move on. <laughs> okay, yeah. So he he won with a goblin bust, um, which was oh, really awesome. cool. Um, and I hope I'm not forgetting anybody. I don't think I'm forgetting anybody. But then I also won a gold as well. Um, and then we've had multiple uh, finalist pins uh, awarded to members of our group. And it's fantastic. It's, it's such a great achievement to have people that come on our courses to learn these techniques. And then they, they push themselves and go to these competitions. And all the time they're pushing themselves, they're posting up progress pictures on the group so that we can all help each other and, and push them and give feedback on and help them to achieve as as much as what they can physically possibly achieve. It, it's it's brilliant. It's, a, it's the most amazing community of people uh, that love the hobby the way that I love the hobby. Hmm. which goes back to my mission statement yeah i'm helping people to enjoy the hobby the way that i do and i, I one thing i, I kind of like to we generally kind of like to tie into is again it's just talking about the 
the 30k community as a whole um how it is against the the wider um the wider 40k community um i mean not to say that there aren't groups out there that do this sort of thing with 40k painting um mm. and that there aren't people out there who support each other in the way that the you know that this community does but as a whole i think it's just very clear that there's something special about the 30k community I, I don't know if it's anything to do with the fact that the, the, the resin models cost an absolute freaking fortune so we treat yeah. them like an extra child but no I, you know. I, I actually think there's a little bit uh behind the background for everyone everyone kind of have, feels connected like when when you met described your you kind of like history with gaming and how you started and and how you you know dropped off and came back and and so on like it, it, it's almost exactly like a mirror of my own kind of mm -hmm. travels and everyone else i'm talking to it's like they've experienced the same thing so yeah we kind of feel connecting and for some reason we're we kind of from the same generation i've noticed a little bit yeah, yeah. like yeah. we, we all we like most people either started like either second or third ed even though yeah. i'm an old old rogue trader person myself but you know around around that it's it's like well, it's good though we, we see a lot of new blood but somehow it, it we kind of all understand each other in a spe special way for some reason yeah yeah and we, it, we it, all we all yeah. remember the old um, deodorant can make your own hover tanks and <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, we all went we all <laughs> went through those things but but also regardless of where, where you come into it, like for some reason it it feels more like a like a family. Like even the the power power gamers in the 30k community, we we kind of have some sort of love hate relationship with them because you mm -hmm. know we, they, they, we still love them as blokes, but we you know we hate them because they're being power, power gamers. But we still like they they still do amazing art for some fucking reason. They still produce amazing armies. Yeah, and, yeah, and it put a lot of like if they do a power game list, they they still put in their heart and soul to convert that list and like paint yes. it and shit, which is fuck. You know, it's it's all kind of mad. It's not this Tau Eldar shit with the uh, Void Shield <laughs> crappy thing that you see in the no EPC. <laughs> there's there's a, a very big point on that actually. Uh, one one guy, um, Ben Greaves, uh, said to me when when I was talking to him about power gamers and. and extremely powerful lists and how i would not want to face up against them because it's not the, the sort of thing that i want to do in the hobby um because as soon as i started in forge world and i started only ever pe playing with painted miniatures and started getting involved in my army a lot more um i, I turned off all my competitiveness I, I i didn't want to play competitive anymore i wanted to play in a, in a realm that I could enjoy the hobby rather than just enjoying a game of plastic miniatures. Um, ben Ben said to me, it doesn't matter the army that you're playing against. It matters the opponent that you're playing against because yeah. it's the person that you're playing that makes the game fun or makes yeah. it crap. Yeah, I, I think we can all attest to that in our own way, in our own story somewhere. And uh, you, yeah. know, you and you and I have talked a couple of times about this actually, and uh, I'm I'm behind you 100% on that. And it's uh, it's one of the things I love about the Swedish 30k community is we just have a whole lot of fun, even though some people decide to bring you know so many knights and militia or whatever, Linus, um, <laughs> and stuff. You know, stuff happens, but we have a damn good time doing it, and I think it's just. 
the events that I've attended over here, it's it's all been about that, and it's all been about. I mean, yeah, they've been the odd, and I've I've well already said this on 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 air. Uh, you know, there's a couple of uh, different different people who take different approaches, but you know that happens in any community. But overall, um, it is so much about having that general sort of respect, fun, uh, fluff play. Yeah. I guess for the with the armies and, and sort of really going, you know what. I'm going to make this army the best X army I can. And everybody seems to have a have a reason for that army. That's the other thing. It's not the, uh, like you say, the ETC, um, Taudar or whatever. Fucking everybody's got a Wraith Knight um, ally because there are that many Wraith Knights in the universe, in the 40k universe, <laughs> that every, every fucker can have one. Um, even the Orcs for some peculiar bloody reason. Um... <laughs> I blame I blame Ryan Kimmel, Kimmel by the way for that fact factoid of information as that's what he said he saw at one of the recent tournaments even even the orc armies had a had a wraith night and I was like oh, I, I saw that in Greece on the ETC I saw like really? uh, fucking just fucking uh, dick cheese uh, night house with orcs with Eldar with Tau and a wraith night and void shield and a void shield motherfucker really but you know. <laughs> All kudos if he actually wrote like some sort of semi-novella. There had better be a about, serious like, fucking a epic no- about fucking that. what happened and why they were fighting. You know. I can't imagine he, he wrote anything. No, well the miniature weren't. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would win a golden demon if I had to face against that. <laughs> yeah, oh, this is why the world eaters. I paint myself because they're white, so you know you don't. Oh, you have good. a whole new respect for white after the call. Yeah, I know. Fucking, I hate white, but it, it's kind of simple if you used to tabletop standard like I do. It, it will be simple, and it will look way higher than tabletop standard after the course, I can promise you. But I thought we were going to kind of do a metallic army here. I'm all confused. Yeah, do metallic yeah. white. Oh, well, you um, you so might what, yeah. the, uh, Iron Hand Rapiers is the shit to go. <laughs> you might not do white, but I guarantee somebody will on the course. Yeah. Well, I want my luck. White. It'll be a white scar army just to get me back for what I've been saying recently. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Oh, Henry's doing white scars as well. So when you see his white scars, uh, some fucking that that is Pat. That's one of the few power gaming armies. Fucking white scars. Fuck, I hate them. <laughs> oh, Freddy, uh, you're gonna do. Iron Hands just to have better painted Iron Hands than I do? Uh, yeah, maybe that. But then, uh, <laughs> on, apparently, according to Tim, I have to glue a multi-melter to my rhino when I bring <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> you're not allowed to feel the rhino anymore unless you don't, unless you take the pencil mountain multi-melter. <laughs> you want the cheese with that? or? Um... Um, yeah, maybe. So, just to get back on track, did we have any questions for this? I well, it. you you had questions. In fact, you wrote down the questions. Yeah, you already got it. Got them. I don't got them open. I'm painting. Well, I'm drinking whiskey. Yeah. Fine. All right. I'm the sober one, not hobbying. So I guess I have to deal with this shit. Jesus Christ. Right. Okay. Yes, <laughs> we have. A, we have power a... of delegation. Yeah, that's what that is. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Okay. So we have uh, we have two questions. Um, we've got these have come out of our event. Um, Facebook event uh, on the timeline in there. So I, whilst they've been, 
probably been answered in there already. Uh, we thought we'd mention them now because obviously we have we have the legend himself, Mr. Matt Cain, here. Uh, I think it's important that uh, these get answered. So, uh, and, and, from, and there is no stupid questions, only stupid people. I was going to say, oh, there's no stupid questions, only stupid people, and I, I'm hoping that we have none of either. Um, or we, we cover enough of that for everybody. Well, we, we covered the stupid people part. Yeah, yeah. this is true. Should this is you true. should leave the questions pretty, you know, open. And that should be fine with the questions, yeah. Anyway, let, let's let's actually ask these damn things. So, hang on, I'm just opening them up now and trying to get the last bit of glue in there. Yes, okay, there we go. Right, so first question from Johan uh, Berman. Uh, Berman. Uh, thank you, whatever. Um, this uh, question was awesome. Want to go on it, but have never used an airbrush before. Is there any problem with beginners on this? Uh, is there a kit uh, airbrush or compressor that is recommended to buy f uh, for this? So, two questions. We've kind of touched on one already. Um, is this course open to beginners? It is open to everybody of any level. I don't care whether you come along and you've already won a Golden Demon or whether you've come, come along and you've never touched a paintbrush. I'll teach everybody to the exact same standard. And I can prove this because I've done it. Because Andy Wardle was on the very first course and I treated him exactly the same as I treat anybody else. Because everybody's coming on this course to learn. And the only people that can't learn are the people that think they're too good to learn. So by keep treating every single person exactly the same, it creates a, a, a great pool uh, of, of people working at the same wavelength to create the exact same thing coming with it. Awesome. And what about the kit? So as I've already touched on the kit list, um, Ready, you're, you're going to be sending the kit out as and when people buy their tickets. Yep. Um, if you're looking through an airbrush, uh, the the airbrush that I would recommend to anybody is the Harder and Steinbeck Evolution 2-in-1. It is an amazing airbrush. It is very durable. It's easy to clean. It doesn't have too many working parts. Um, it's got an optional 0.2 or 0.4 needle and it comes with both in the kit. Um, it's what I started with and I've worked with it for the majority of my airbrushing career. I got a new airbrush and ever since I got this new airbrush, I've only ever wanted to go back to the, the Evolution 2-in-1. Fair enough. And there there you go, guys. There's your answer. I mean, we're going to do our best to help people out with links and information. I know Matt has that information. Again, it's all going to be part of the kit list. So with kit-related yep. questions, hold on, get your ticket, then you find out. It's as simple as that. Um, so the next one comes from Leon Green. Um, it says, would it be possible just to participate in uh, two, two days, the Saturday and the Sunday? So the day four and day five, effectively. No, you wouldn't be able to do the infantry course because you wouldn't have done the tank course. Uh, everybody who comes on our courses has to do the tank course. Now, if you want to come along and just do the tank course and not do the infantry course, you can do that. But you can't come along and do the infantry without doing the tanks. Simple as that. 
And, I, and that's probably just to clarify, it's because, you know, Tank Course also covers a lot of the basics for airbrushing, if I'm right. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. That That is the entire reason. You can't go on to painting little tiny infantrymen without knowing what to do with an airbrush beforehand, without learning the basic techniques that we teach. Um, yeah. So so, so when, when you say the Tank Course is kind of... I, it kind of misinformative. Okay, okay. The end result is you produce a rhino tank that looks fucking awesome, but you yeah. actually learn a l- you learn a lot of steps that has to do with airbrushing. Not that it's not just tank specific. Yes, that's right. It, 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 you learn all the fundamentals of airbrushing. You learn way past fundamental stages, but you also learn loads and loads of advanced techniques that you would, would use on your tanks into the future. I, I use them on all, all my tanks all the time. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't teach people stuff that I don't use myself. As, as any good teacher will tell you, you know, that, that's, how it, that's how it works. You know, don't so, don't, so don't Leon, teach something tank, inferior, basically. So, so to answer his question, the tank course is really the you know, course step building block number one. You have to do that, and the infantry course is kind of more advanced. airbrush techniques yes absolutely perfect well i mean those are the two two main questions we have here for the from the from the thread so far so um, i mean we will keep up to date and if there are any further questions we'll do our best to answer them um or we will yeah well we already answered like super basic ones but you know we we thought that like the the most common thread is uh people are a bit anxious because you know, I've got some sort of private PMs and shit, like from Messenger and stuff. People are a bit anxious, like, oh, I'm a total noob. Fuck, I'm never, you know, I'm a bit scared about, like, most people are pretty intimidated by airbrushing. Yeah. Me included, <laughs> you know. But it is like you, everyone has to start somewhere and, you know, you shouldn't be scared. And, and everyone's treated the same and you kind of, you know, it's like boot camp, like basic training. It doesn't and matter. That's it doesn't why matter. A boot camp. Exactly. It doesn't matter if you're a fucking expert before. <laughs> Break down and build you up again. I, I, in some ways, I'd rather I had absolute bare basic beginners to right. to experience painters because I don't have to get rid of uh, a the egos that people carry with them um, and b the bad techniques that they know. Um, I can by having beginners, you can literally start them from the ground up. And as I've already said, it doesn't matter whether you come as an absolute beginner or as a pro. You will leave with a miniature that is good enough to go into any studio cabinet because yeah. that's how good the course is. The course always produces positive. If you go away after course and you think, oh, I, le- I learned so much stuff, I about it, you're part of the group then. You're part of the MKA group and you can ask us any questions and speak to the rest of the guys that have done courses before anytime you like and guys will answer you all the time yeah and mo- most importantly should people be intimidated by airbrushing never now yeah. if, if if you didn't have a course to teach you on yes it's going to be intimidating and and i would advise you not to start trying to airbrush until you've done the course because you might break your kit you might make mistakes that you can't repair um, if you do the course and you learn the proper way, you do all the fault finding, you learn the, the right ways to use your airbrush and use your equipment 
There is not a single thing that you ever need to be afraid of because everything is fixable. I, I will attest. I do. I do. I do wish I, I had uh, done something like this, or um, or I, I don't know when I before I started or when I started trying to airbrush first time because YouTube is great, but there is something about um, I don't know actual physical learning and stuff yeah. that makes it so much easier and so much better definitely so yeah no definitely and I'm, I'm 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 super happy that we've been able to put something together to get you guys to come over and make it happen now mm. it is it is a bit of a short time span between um opening up the tickets and when everything has to be sorted by but that is life and that's how it needs to be um, but I know I have confidence in the entire heresy community here in Sweden that that will happen and that we will get the 40 required attendees to make it happen. And it oh, don't, be a... don't, don't forget Denmark, Norway, Finland. Exactly. Um, I was going to say the whole of Scandinavia, uh, the Scandinavian region, and anybody who's listening in any other part of the world who wants to come over, be the, the guys from the US or Canada, or if you want to hop mm -hmm. on a plane and come on over, it's cheaper to get here than it probably is to get to, Sweden, to uh, Sydney, uh, I'm guessing. But um, even if it's not, why the hell wouldn't you want to come over here? Come on, guys, seriously. Um, you know, hot, hot Swedish chicks and all that sort of stuff. Um, well, well, even from the UK, it's like fucking, it's as cheap as a domestic flight to come to Sweden with the yeah, Ryanair yeah. and fucking Norwegian and shit. Fly into Copenhagen and just hop on a train, you get over. Obviously, remember to have your passport out when you get to border controls because that's a thing. Yeah, um, the Danes are pretty insane these days. Yeah, There's about. Last time I checked, there were three checks between De Denmark and Sweden, if you were unlucky. Yeah. So there were one in Denmark before you boarded the train, then one on the yeah. train, and then when you got, when you got to Sweden. Yeah, pretty and, much. It's and, not that bad. Yeah, uh, we shouldn't forget our uh, Baltic neighbors. Like it's, uh, it's just a ferry ride, and those ferries are fucking dirt cheap, almost free. Yeah, Yeah, and they go to Trelleborg, right? Yeah. I've uh, a couple from, of guys yeah. from Germany as well. That, uh, Germany, Poland, and fucking, uh, yeah, all the Baltic states. They're just one ferry ride away from, you know, Sweden. So, and usually the ferries are, you know, they g give you a ticket just to spend money in the tax free. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And what, what can you say? If nothing else, you're going to get to hang out, learn some fucking amazing skills, hang out with uh, with the, the, the legends of the community themselves. And us, you get to hang out with us as well. Um, <laughs> that, that might be a bonus, that might be a curse, I don't know. Um, you could always ask Freddy how he unsticks the superglue every night, but um... yeah. or, or you know, sign up for the you know the redoll, redoll petition. Yeah, well, we're, we're not saying any more than that because you know that would be wrong. Um, but uh, yeah, basically, come along and get take part. Let's have some fun. Let's enjoy ourselves and um, let's let's just learn some fucking epic skills because um, that's what I'm, I'm looking forward to myself is just all the learning um, that is going to come from this and generally get to meet people in in, uh, in the person and kick some uh, kick some you know legends of painting ass in some way shape or form <laughs> you know we, we, we could always do a do a bit of a team up game you know my own warriors your um, uh, what do you call all them? the <laughs> drop all the drop potting world leaders because all the drop potting world leaders I'm, I'm picturing some of fucking Gully Man's uh, little 500 worlds, me going berserker. 
What do you mean him standing? Him maybe standing on a skull or something and uh, uh, yeah. screwing things up may, a little may, bit. Maybe you know, fucking flipping a warhound titan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't borrow be, be, it. Bench pressing a warhound titan. You know, a uh, well, you can do that. We've managed to do that with knights before, as we all know. Well, it, yeah, fucking went through like four knights and tossed one at the land raider, so. and killed the land raider. So yeah, and iron fighter inside. Amazing. <laughs> uh, okay, so the guy's got a shot put arm on him. But yeah, I, th- <laughs> I think it's been a great chat. And Matt, uh, anything you want to say before we sort of wrap this up, buddy? Uh, I want to thank you guys for having me on, um, for all the hard work to make sure that this gets gets done. Uh, and I want to say to everybody that is thinking about coming to the course, do come to the course. You you will not regret it. You will leave with an absolute. Uh, with your minds blown with all the new things that we, we've managed to get across to you by the end of it. Um, yeah, let's let's all go out and enjoy the hobby that little bit more uh, with a whole new range of skills. Yeah, and we'll we'll have we'll we'll do our best to make it a damn fun event, out as well as an informative event, and just generally have some good times. So uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think um, I think that's it. I think we're going to wrap on up now, and I'm sure we'll try and get Matt back on again in the future before the course happens. So we'll do a bit of an update, have a chat, have a bit of a catch up, and you know, talk talk some general gaming if nothing else, because uh, you did go and hit up the Shadow Wars recently and had a lot of fun up there. Um, yeah. And next time you make an event, we'll uh, we'll get you on and we can uh, we can talk all about it and have some fun with it. Yeah, cool, awesome, be awesome. All right, then, guys. Well, we are going to head on out to uh, a track now, which will be chosen by Matt. No pressure at all, dude. Um, so if you don't like it, it's his fault, basically. So you'll just have to come on the course and tell him how much it sucked. So um, another reason to come on the course or tell him how much you loved it. Your pick. So other than that, after this tune, we'll be right back with our wrap-up.
back and that was the man the legend the uh, axe stealing um gentleman that is matthew kane and the experience the once in a lifetime or at least once in a calendar year experience of the mka uh, masterclass that we are going to be uh, running next year in april and that is the april the 6th to april the 10th and that is going to be held at a location to be confirmed in the malmo or lund area and we have got some details for you guys so i'm just gonna run through these you guys all right with that fuck yeah yeah cool yep. Roll. awesome so right now um we are still waiting for some uh, funding support that we've put in for so there is a chance to get, secure your place right now and that is with a deposit ticket that we have up and running and if you go to the event site on facebook the link for the tickets is there and you purchase that 1500 crown ticket that will uh, secure your place on the course and then when we do have a yes or no on our funding we will then release a ticket that gives uh, you a chance to pay up the balance and then we'll also offer up a ticket which is the full course price at the same time for those who haven't now the couple of things to know um, we have some support from the Malmo Figurespell for Learning and that support is going to work out in the way of not only are they going to help us uh, boost the event but they will be supporting us. Now everybody who comes to this event if you're not already you will end up becoming a member of the Malmo uh, Figurespell for Learning for a reason um, because they will be able to help us arrange a 30% discount on our um, on hotel bookings at the local uh, Scandic hotel chain um, so we're going to be organizing that as part of the whole booking process um, so don't start going and trying to book hotels right away because we need to organize all that but you'll be able to get a 30% discount on that so already we are making savings on this just through the local gaming community which is absolutely awesome um, as Matt said, there are things such as uh, kit lists and uh, bits and pieces that you're going to have to uh, purchase. But again, we're going to be working as hard as we can to make try and make something happen for you on that. Or if you like Freddy, you've already gone out and got all the bits because you're some sort of A plus keener. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, Mr. Bowler, I'm not. I'm not saying a word, bud. I'm not saying a word. Um, at the end of the day we will do all we can to make this happen for you guys as uh, affordably as possible and uh, that's that's the main key for us is to make sure we can get as many people there as possible um, and I'd, I'd like to say that this is going to be this is most definitely going to be one of the key events in the heresy uh, community I, I think for 2017 um, don't get me wrong we've got a list of events that we're going to come up with uh, we're going to come uh, talk to you guys about and we're going to go through those in a minute but really I think this is going to be the one that has the the, the, the chance to really up um, such an important part of the hobby for me which is um, painting and you know generally modeling and giving the best possible um, best possible sort of tabletop experience by putting out absolutely kingship pro level painted models 
fucking hobbit extravaganza. Yep, definitely. And I do believe, and here's where I get shot down, because obviously we've, we're professional amateurs here, and we've we've uh, confirmed this all before going on air. Now, Freddie, am I right in saying um, that we did have a good discussion about if people actually attend this, then they're yep. going to get a little bit of a benefit on some events that are coming up next year? Uh, fuck yeah, the Rangian Heresy uh, Events Circus, or what the fuck we're going to call it. <laughs> it's definitely, definitely going to be some sort of fucking podcast. circus if we're involved. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, they will have free entry to all the Rangian Heresy events. So, like, if you register for Scorpius or Lincoln or... What else? Scandus. Scandus. <laughs> uh, you don't have to pay. Just rock up. Which and, is awesome. And say, like, we'll, we'll get... Like the, you'll get the, well, I'll, I'll write, first of all, we'll write your name down, so we know, and then uh, when you're registered, uh, just put in, you know, attended the MKA course, and Bob's your uncle. Yeah, and, and, and to be fair, from what we understand, there is sort of like a secret handshake or something that comes after taking the part of the course, so at the end of the day, well, there'll be probably well, some sort I'll of secret find... handshake code that needs to be put in. Well, you know me, I might, I might organize some sort of merc merchandise uh, you, so, you'll organize something you you organize so you everything rock up with a Rangan heresy mk co- collaboration sort of thingy that i've <laughs> not not yet been decided <laughs> to be confirmed then i know to be confirmed then i know you're fucking you're good to go you, we know you're a closer no arguments there yeah you you, you get in head of you know go in front of the queue roll some dice you know pick your table fuck you know have an entourage of demonettes Demonet Entourage. Oh, you had me at that. Yeah. You had me at Demonet Entourage. Okay. <laughs> no, but seriously. Yeah. So, yeah, people, In all seriousness, people, while, I'm, while I'm just sitting there thinking about Demonet yeah, Entourages. So, so, so people that attend the MKA courses, they will have free entry to all the Rang and Heresy tournaments yeah. during 2017. Which is a future episode where we talk about all that as well. So that'll be something yeah. for you guys to listen, look forward so, to listening right, to. Right now, it's uh, at least three uh, confirmed events, which is Scorpius, Lincoln, and Scandus. Correct, Amundo. And then we will see what else crazy shit we decide to get up to at some point, yeah. put our names to, well, and all well, that sort that, of jazz. At least that, that's like a thousand kroners right there. To be fair, it is. Mm-hmm. It is a very large chunk of, uh, of gaming costs right there, sort of taken off, your, taken off your chest or taken off your worry pile. So there is a big benefit for being part of this one. And like I said, I think it's just going to be so much fun, especially with the uh, the day's gaming sort of break in between, where we all get to just hang out and shoot the shit and, you know, literally shoot each other and play toy soldiers and stuff, which I think will be fucking amazing. And um, yeah, basically, we get to watch Freddy throw down against Matt Kane because he's already called that one. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go no. too. <laughs> I want to have a go at Matt too, so I'm, I'm next. <laughs> There'll, there'll be a queue. There'll be a queue. <laughs> Lining up. Depends how tough the course is. If there'll be a queue, if there'll be a queue to play or a queue to uh, take an iron rod. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we've all heard uh, how much of a power gamer he is, so he probably can take on you two at once. He probably can, oh, but you know, he's just trying to shame us with his army first. I think that's what he's, uh, you know, just like you know, yeah. he, he seizes the initiative because the the models are so well painted that they just, you know. They blind the army, the opposition, or something. There'll there'll be some sort of fluff there he'll have written for himself. (laughs) (laughs) 
Love you, Matt. That'll be good. <laughs> we say this That'll after he's got off the recording. <laughs> so yeah, that's going to be a whole lot of fun. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Um, so yeah, that is the the obviously there's the sparse details right now about the uh, the first event that we have, which is what we've been talking about on tonight's episode. But there is uh, the next event we need to talk about, and that is the Avari I. F- uh, Event Avari Four um, or Avari Cluster Phase Four to give it its full uh, full title. Uh, that is taking place on the 17th of December at Spellenshus in Malmo. Um, and in that fantastic event will be myself and Freddie repping for the Varangian Heresy. And we are going to have some very cool dudes hanging around. We've got a friend of the show Lex is coming over from the UK. He's going to be hanging out and bringing his uh, his uh, space puppies with him for uh, for some games if he gets them painted in time. Um, if not, I'm sure he'll bring his imperial fists anyway. So there'll be something there. Um, and then we have the uh, that's in Lex and I are taking part in the open tournament or the sort of standard format as they're calling it, and that is uh, three lists required, which is a 1,000 point uh, Zone Mortalis list, a 2,000 point list, and a 3,000 point list. And I am currently swearing loudly at, um, in my head, obviously, because you don't want hobby noises and swearing, uh, at the building of a Spartan assault tank that I need to get done uh, for that list. And So that's that one. And then, Freddie, what are you taking part in, bud? Uh, the APOC game. Oh, yeah. apoc goodness. Rooting for Angram. We always root for Angron. We always root for Angron. Beyond, yeah. We're not going to go into lists right now, but, uh, you know, Angron is... Well, uh, luckily for this one, knowing that, uh, A, I would be overseas, so I wouldn't have time to paint, uh, and B, I am fully committed on another project, I outsourced, outsourced the only thing that I needed painted for this event. Ooh, you did, didn't you? Yeah, I yeah, it's not like I've got a deadline or anything to deliver on that one, <laughs> but that's cool. Yeah. I'm looking forward to doing that. I am current. For those wondering what we're talking about, I am. Uh, I have sat next to me here, masked off and ready to be painted. Uh, is uh, Freddy's T-Bird, Thunderhawk, okay. a Thunderhawk gunship ready to go? Yeah, uh, we're gonna do. We're gonna take fucking close combat to the skies. Oh yeah, gonna go air, air cap warfare. That's what it's all about. Fuck yeah! Air cap the circus. Bring you, you should just be able to drop them like a like a bomb payload. Just <laughs> travel travel oh, across the grab table. Grab shoots, dropping. man! Grab shoots. That's what you need to be able to have. Grab shoots. Fuck, yeah, that pla- depends plastic. on what you're dropping. <laughs> True. No, pla- plastic, fantastic. Uh, Freddy said there was something about like uh, you could with some of the new 40k berserkers, you could drop them and assault straight out of a fucking. Uh, Assault claw or something, but something happens like half of them died or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> Can't remember. There's something weird shit. Wouldn't surprise me if weird shit was happening when it comes to 40k. You know, it being 40k and all. And, you know, there are, there are no more wolves on Fenris. <clears throat> but that's that's 40k yeah. fluff. Yeah, it's not important. Well, th- there's never been wolves on Fenris. There sure as well, shit aren't now. Been... <laughs> there's never been a Fenris on Fenris. That too. According that's... to the new fluff. Yeah, well... Or so I've heard. Yeah. But on the Spoilers. other hand, there's rumours. There's rumours going around, and this is just because I want to put a little 
finger in the eye of Tim of Iron Forest that Sanguinius has been on the Golden Throne all along, and the Emperor has just been uh, chilling, around, chilling, doing nothing. <laughs> the Emperor's been kicking back and chilling, going, fuck this shit. <laughs> Here, yeah. Angel Boy, you sit there. <laughs> yeah. No, he's still fighting in the webway, mate. No, he isn't. He's not. There he is. No. Not not in a uh, corporeal form, at least. Oh. Uh, well, see. see. Well, hang on. Busy. Okay, now let's just avoid spoilers. Let's, let's not go into that. You know, we're just rumor-mongering at this point, and, you know, we have to acknowledge that there are many types of rumors, and we do respect all of their rights to exist. Oh, uh, we don't. <laughs> Ah, oh, fuck me. Alright, uh, anyway, so... Anyway. To be fair, Sangu Sanguinius is buried on uh, Baal, for those who don't know. And he has been known to wink at dreadnoughts. Okay, he likes big boys in armour, that's what we're saying. Anyway, um, let's... That actually is in a book, so you know that. Okay, fair enough, it's in a book. That makes it legit, okay. fair enough. Oh, okay. not really, how like library. Can, how can he wink if he's buried? Like, how do they know? Ask dreadnoughts. <laughs> just ask, ask the dreadnought where he touched him. Anyway, um, <laughs> what's on the next list? What's on the next event? Oh right, we're on events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we we're trying to uh, be professional here, Christopher. Yeah, we got a, a notification of uh, basically a last-minute event from uh, I think it was Andrew Andrew Lego from the Loaded Dice, mm -hmm. and that is uh, Meet Them Five: Ashes of Pyre, a prologue. And that's uh, on uh, the same day as Warrior uh, 4. So if you're not attending an event in Malmo, you could go all the way to Parramatta and play at the Games Cube instead. Games Cube in Parramatta. Uh, short trip to short hop and a skip to Australia. Could be done. Yep. Uh, unless you're living close by, then you probably yeah. It's probably you're allowed to event over the Warrior. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. It's nice to have an have an event on e basically either side of the world. So uh, it's what, yeah. So, so if 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 we're the fortress of 30k, what would Australia be then? Like this? Sluice Oh, cold, Chris. That was cold. <laughs> no, don't. They, they wouldn't be the sluice gates. They they'd be prison colony. Yeah. It's it's, it's a name that stuck well for. It's worked for them before. It'll work for them again. <laughs> Yeah. 30k prison yep. colony. There we are. Yeah, this event is, uh, as we said, on the 17th of December, and the event is up on Facebook, so you can search for Meetem 5. It will also be in the show notes, I guess. I guess so, if I remember to put it in there, but I'm sure it will be. Yeah, I'm going to send a list over to you. Yeah, good. Okay. This. It's a $25 dues. It's a 2,000-point Shadow War event. And uh, this event will be the prologue to next year's joint narrative campaign with Canberra. Ooh, joint Ooh. narrative. Yes, yeah, so it might actually be in Sydney this event then. Wasn't it Paramount? Yeah. It was at. There, there might or might not be more than one GameCube. I don't know. I don't live over there. I'm just saying. It's it is. Still trying to be nice, Chris. Still trying to be, you know, everybody's friend. It doesn't work. It's a lie. Not my fault. It's not my <laughs> fault. Totally is your I, fault. I only know I only know two places in Sydney. And both of those and in the red light uh, district. That, both of the, uh, are those a bridge and a opera house. Oh, well, there's only two places I live, and that's like uh, Wagga Wagga and the other one is uh, Singleton. So. Well, it's yeah. easy for you to say. And at least one of those sounds made up to us up here in Sweden, but it probably isn't. No. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> such a that's, bitch, that's Chris. Not a, that's not a comment on the, the Native American, Native Australian na- nature. That just, just some words just sound made up when you hear it in Swedish. You're just such a bitch. I love that. <laughs> I think this, uh, yeah, this needs to hit an odd fart pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. Let's and find our way out of this one. Next, uh, next, 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 <laughs> next one. Clash of t- uh, t- uh, Tetons. Tetons? Mm? I have no idea. Just say Tetons. Clash of Tetons I'm in Wyoming, 14th and 15th of January in uh, Cheyenne. Uh, if we will put the notes up in our uh, put the details up in our show notes. But uh, it's good to see more events being shouted out for the Grand Old US of A. Uh, love yeah, this is those. the event with the Fulgrim Award that's really liked. Yeah, we talked about. Ooh, the sexy Fulgrim Award. Yeah, I just think it was a regular Fulgrim Award, but if you want to specify it, I have no. Everything was Fulgrim related was kind of sexy. I have uh, no real thoughts in either way in this case. <laughs> in other words, you're staying out of this conversation. I don't. Find the full room sexually attractive like you do. I'm sorry, you can't be part who of this that? podcast who, anymore. Who, who, who was this directed at? <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> I think we're all a bit confused. Well, it's Never confused. You, confused. you can be used in both a singular and a plural sentence. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he, he is loosely based on my life, so I don't know. Yeah. I'm kind of biased. Oh, it's always nice of Fortor to write your bi- biography for you, though. Yeah. It was a bit odd when you just cut off that dude's head, though. Yeah, I know, but you know, shit happens. Bitch looks at you the wrong way, right? Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> Didn't respect my pimping hand. This event is on the 14th and 15th of <laughs> January. Good job, Chris. Pull in, it back. Pull it back, Chris. Cheyenne. Pull it back. In Cheyenne, in Wyoming. It's probably... Yeah, I don't really know much about the Wyoming. Is it colder? In the... I have no it's probably colder. Idea. Sounds cold. It sounds cold. Right, okay. Anyway, I think it's a bit of north part. So then we have a another event in January. So there's a lot of events in January. That's nice. The the 40k brawl presents Traitor's Rage, a Warhammer 30k event, and that's on the 28th of January, so the Saturday. And it's a first. It's first come first serve. Three games of 3,000.30k using the format we all love. When you when you're in Salisbury. In the UK, with free on-site parking, 20 spaces are available, so go, go, go. Entry secured via PayPal payment of £15. So that will also be linked. Yep, because yep. that's what we like to do. Um, we I think uh, Linus of the of Northern Heresy fame is running his little event up in Umeå as well, around end of January. Yep. And I think it's full, but uh, I really wish him luck for this event, because it sounds really interesting. The way he's putting it forward, with more of a, a really, really narrative-driven setting. Yeah, he does. He is oh, going for it, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. I, I like narrative events. Yeah, I think he was going with the games masters as well, basically. Yeah, so yeah. We we don't have the resources to do that, and plus we're we so want to game. We're so fucking game horny ourselves, so we can't. <laughs> we cannot play, not not play. In our events. Exactly. Yes. There you go. That's what you said. Yep. Warning. Oh, of that, we currently... There's a little 
break of events, but they probably will fill up more. And this is really, really would be nice to hear something from the Malmo guys. I hope they continue their series event next year. But between, basically on a list, between January and the middle of April, we got, uh, just to mention, the Weekender, uh, Stiff and Adepticon, and I think most people know at least two of those, and and all of those events are full. So, (laughs) non-mentioned, non-forgotten, so to speak. And then we have Gothcon, and that's uh, the Easter 2017. And uh, that's to be announced, more or less, but they've said that it will be an event, and it probably will be 2,500 points. Yeah, well, games. They, they said they probably run the same format as they did last year. So. Yeah, so, but this, yeah. this time it will uh, impact, or will be impacted by BSK, right? Yeah. Or will, it, or will it impact the next BSK? No, 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 it, it will be impacted by BSK. Yeah, so. and then probably continue on if yeah. they do another BSK, which is nice. Very nice. And then we have an event that we talked about quite a lot. And that's, some uh, sort of some sort of painting thing. I don't know. Yeah, and uh, Sorry, I, I might no <laughs> I, I, I might have messed up uh, a bit here because it's probably before Easter, but still. But that's the MK painting and painting course or the boot camp. Stupid Jesus dying at different dates every single year. So annoying. Yeah, it's uh, quite interesting that he died on different dates, depending on when Christmas is. Or basically, or the holidays around Christmas. <laughs> it's or what is it like the third moon after something something? Something something dark side. <laughs> something We're something. Technically supposed to be a Christian, but I don't really care because we are all born into the church in Sweden. Okay. Unless that's we say to, something else. That's good to know. Uh, Let's get something else to do. To them. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, so, so what's, what, uh, what's next? Without figuring out when the fuck Easter is, that's uh, yeah. Gothcon, and then we have the MK thingy. Yes. Yeah. It... Right. So, don't lose track now. Keep going. Keep and then, going. then I'm the only one with no show notes here. Yeah, and Freddy. <laughs> Freddy. Yes. There is an event in London, right? That you're thinking about. Yeah, that's right. That's in the uh, bit of in, May. That's in, that's in May, yeah. Yeah, we are in May now. We're talking about uh, May now. We're not in May now. Don't confuse him even more, Chris. But wait, yeah, that's wait, true. Then, that's true. Then, then, then you skip Lincoln and shit. No, because Lincoln uh, is after. Oh, yes, right. This one is in order. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, cool. right, pass the drink, somebody. It's not been a long night at all. Pass the booze. Move on. Uh, um, okay, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, say... the fucking Greg Dance stuff in... Go on. Yeah. Focus. And, uh, I'm gonna send him a message because I've totally dropped the ball on this. But uh, I, I was thinking that we we're gonna fluff this out with a bit more details and so on during coming weeks and see if we could have him on and just talk about short shortly about the event because it's it's quite nice to see more events even in in the UK as well that are on a major scale. I'm sure we can. And there's there. an 80% probability that I'll be going to this. So there you go. Yeah. I'm used to have to. I'm, I'm currently trying to camouflage this as a romantic weekend with the missus to London. <laughs> and then, well, and then use my credit card while I go and do something for like the yeah. next seven or eight hours. Surprise, yeah. 40k. <laughs> 30k, yeah. even. Yeah. It, See you later. Uh, yeah. So, 
So yeah, so that's a, a nice the, the, uh, the only problem is right now is uh, babysitting issues. So we'll see. If I get that sorted, then it, I'm fucking good to go. Yeah, and we're going to fluff this out with more details, but it's in the middle of May. It's on the in the same venue, same day as the London GT for 40k. So I've heard a lot of other podcasters are going, so we might need to actually have to send Freddy to represent. Yeah, I won't lie. I'd love to go myself as well, but, uh, you know, life, things, stuff. See what no, happens. No, 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 you're definitely lying. You hate going to events. Yeah, I hate them. Absolutely hate them. Uh, you, hate, you hate this game. You don't really know why you're here. <laughs> you're it's so it's more like that you're not allowed back in, right? Uh, Once you leave, you're not allowed oh, back. Oh, that's true. You're a fucking you're a European traitor, aren't you? Yeah, you're on the wrong side of Brexit. So if you go back, they will keep you. You'll end up like uh, Tom Hanks in that Terminal movie. It'll be <laughs> awesome. Stuck living in an air. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. Europe mm-hmm. don't want you. And <laughs> uh, anyway, so after that, yeah. we have uh, Lincoln. Yep. Which is going to be fucking awesome. Chatter War, 2,000 points. Raider Force Org. Yep. What else, do I ne- what else do I need to say? I think that's all well, you need to say for now, because otherwise we're going to start yeah. giving away information about an episode we actually want to do in the future. Yes, but like this, the Raider Force Org is the one with one mandatory HQ and two ra- two elite mandatory yeah. composi- compositories. Also, before anybody freaks out about this, yes, it's okay. It's a themed event. Don't panic. It's not the end yeah. of the world. It, there is a reason for this. Just yeah, go and there's it. if every if everyone brings their elites, it's probably okay. Yeah, just chill. Uh, uh, that's the, the poor guy that still has to take uh, two units of cast lights. Yeah. <laughs> but then yeah, again, that's, 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 that's probably what you want to do anyway. It's uh, probably yeah. what, what you want to do anyway, to be honest. Yeah, if you play Legion Le- Sovinetica. Yeah. Because remember, this is a Shadow War event. Read the player's pack, and you will probably lose a lot of your fears. But we're, it will be a future episode as well. Yeah. It will so, all be revealed to you. Yeah, so, Freddy, go on with next event. The next event? Uh, yeah, after Lincoln. After Lincoln. That would be yeah. Scorpius, wouldn't it? That would yes. be Scorpius, yes. And we've got yeah, the... Scorpius Insurrection. Scorpius is... Erection. Scorpius... Erection. Is Erection, yes. Okay. Scorpius... Erection. 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 Yep. yep, going for a big one. We've got. Uh, sorry, you give me this to Freddie. I should shut up, and Freddie can continue. No, no, no. You, you'll take it. I'll, I'll come back when it's uh, scanned again. Okay, then. Well, we're looking at Scorpius Insurrection, um, and that is a. We said two and a half thousand points. Yep. Uh, yep. Two and a half thousand points. Five games over the twelfth and thirteenth of August weekend. Um, we are looking to get uh, ideally up to at least 50 players for this one, if not bigger. Um, we're going to be doing it at uh, my place of work, Farm Shack Barbecue, outside of London. Uh, and the, for those in. Mama. Mama. 
yep for those in the international community and all that sort of stuff who want to come along come along it's going to be fucking amazing um, so it'll be flight, three flight to there'll be lots of <laughs> no flight to Copenhagen it's way cheaper um, yeah. there's going to be lots and, uh, of uh, especially since they are talking about increasing the taxes for flights to Sweden oh Chris shut up just just shush that's just going to kill the interest already <laughs> that's what I said go to Copenhagen uh. and Skåne is really beautiful in the summer. Yeah, Skåne is kind of beautiful uh, uh, this time oh, of year. Actually, go to Copenhagen and buy me some alcohol. <laughs> that, that is the best plan ever. Buy Freddy some booze. No, serious, go back. Uh, so yeah, this is going to be a two-day event. Three games on the Saturday, uh, two games on the Sunday. The two games on the Sunday will be team games. Um, so you'll actually be paired up with someone, and we're going to use a Swiss system of points and stuff to... Uh, pair everybody up for the Sunday. It's not about. Uh, it's not a competitive environment. It's still going to be a, a fun themed story event, but we're going to use the Swiss system to try and balance the teams out and put everybody in the same sort of uh, playability category and all that sort of jazz. Um, yeah, just to enhance everyone's experience of the. Yeah, just to yeah. get some cool guys who are on the same level and, you know, everybody having a bit of fun basically. Because uh, I, ha I have an experience using the whole Swiss system with the team pairing, uh, basing on, well, on some sort of points calculation thingy. And I've done that for Flames of War heaps of times. And it, it's pretty funny because you, you normally get the people that look at the game in the same sort of way, uh, teaming up and playing against other people that kind of look at the game in the same sort of way. So it's, it's really fun. Yep. I mean, it re it, it's it's going to be a whole lot of fun. I think we're going to we we're hoping to uh, run some extra events and some fun things happening throughout the day and yeah, well, all well, the usual shenanigans it, that we do. Yeah, we'll definitely have heaps of uh, thematic other little horse heresy thingies going on at the same time. So, <laughs> yeah, more to be announced in a later episode. But fuck, man, what you don't want to miss this? No. No, 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 no! It's going to be a big one. It's going to be a big, big one. It's going to be fun, and it's going to be in the South Floods, which will be nice. So, um, you know, most events are in the South, yeah. so <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, uh, moving on <laughs> from Scorpius, Freddy, this one's back to you now, buddy. Oh, well, uh, then it's going to be Scandus, and uh, Scandus next year, almost, almost like this year, but yeah. next year is going to be three thousand five hundred points. Or Somatalis, 1,250 points. And yes. It's going to be massive. And so it's the same kind of layout as last year with uh, fucking no bars on force orgs. Everything else is just raw, so it's still 25%. Like if you do Onslaught, you'll have two Lords of uh, War. Each of them can't be more than 25% of your uh, total. <clears throat> So you could probably get away with like 50% of your total there. If you use your math, math hammering correctly. Or if you run the Leviathan, obviously your Lord of War is like a mandatory choice. So then you don't have any restrictions and so on and so on. Uh, and also, and the thing is, it's uh, it's going to be still a team event, just like last time, because we're still fighting for the Blade of Scandus. And uh, trophies and awards will be a massive gift bag. But yeah, more details. Because it's still fucking a year to go. <laughs> don't don't worry, everyone will be impressed. Oh, it's gonna be just awesome. Like all, all our, just like all our events. Yeah, and uh, whoever is the winning general um, of Scandus has to do the proper Sigismund pose. 
I'm sorry, I felt let down by Jens this year. He didn't really get the whole Sigismund thing going. You know, I think yeah. he's got to, he's got to, you know, whoever it is, got to step up and, and make that happen. Make make sure that the, you know, the crowning glory is oh, there. You, do you mean the one from a proper Embers champion pose or the really really stupid pose that the minis you have? Uh, well, uh, I was. He, he means the Forge World I mean the Forge yeah. World Sigismund. The, the yeah. you win a Golden Demon, you win anything that basically is a uh, you know you win the Slayer Sword or you win a sword, you pull a Sigismund. You know you pull no, the badass. I've never I've never seen anyone just stand with their sword held across their body and look like a fucking tool, like the mini does. What? what? No, he's like stabbing forward or some shit. No, he's uh, he's in a guard pose. It still looks sure, badass. He has, like his he has his hand like forward and his blade about to like puncture it, someone. That's a guard pose. Yeah. Not an attack pose. Yeah, so, but he's still standing the, there. The, I'm just saying that the min miniature still looks fucking stupid. Right, I, re well. I really don't like it. So don't be the general then. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, okay. But, it's, but, but still, it's not as bad as Ross. So move on. Alright, so that's uh, Scandus, be there or be square. And also, I mean, throughout the year, we're expecting the uh, Malmo uh, figure spell for learning to be doing some awesome uh, events like they've done with the Varii this year. There'll be another event series happening there, I'm, I'm sure. And there are some... Oh, there is one. That was it. That was the one I wanted to... Uh, there was one I wanted to mention. Sorry, everybody. Um, I need to go and find this now. Uh, 30k Denmark. Or Denmark uh, 30k, whichever the bloody group it is. Uh, there is an event happening on the 7th of January, if I remember rightly. Ooh. Uh, Horus Heresy Denmark, let me just get that one up. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Let me find their events. Give me two seconds. Du, 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 du. I know this because I was invited to it. Um, yep, yeah, Prospero Must Burn. And this is on January 7th, uh, Saturday at 11 o'clock in Copenhagen. Um, it is on the uh, Horus Heresy Denmark page, and we'll link it in our show notes. And it is, I'm just trying to get the details because most of it's written in Danish, if I remember rightly. I think there's an English translation here. Give me a second. Um, so, yeah, we're looking at 2,500 points. Uh, let me just see. Um, uh, excuse me while I do this fantastic piece of radio and do the, uh, do the old uh, Google Translate and uh, just do some quick language hopping. And then we can laugh at you. Ah, shut but, up. I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to try and pronounce the Danish. I'm not that fucking stupid. Um, so the mission's been written, but we have following ready for you. You can max take two and a half thousand points. Everything must be painted, so fully painted. Um, yep, you can uh, see legions belonging to all characters must be Horus Heresy characters. Um, if you don't have two and a half thousand points, uh, it's possible that they'll put missions together for. Um, armies of a smaller size so it's still in the prep size at the moment but um, they're working on it and it looks looks like a lot of fun it's only over the bridge and I think it's it might not be the weekend I have the kids so I'd be up for it oh, well you have to go Fuck, I, have. I wish I could go I have guess if it's uh, 7th of January mm. 
you know, Christmas and all that crap. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so you'll have to go and represent for sure. I will. I will. Fi I will do my best to find the ability to be there because I think it'd be pretty fucking awesome to be hanging out with those guys because I love. Uh, Oh, uh, Kim, love Eric. They're good, good boys. And it's a whole lot of fun hanging out with the, with that crew. So, yeah, we'll see. I'll yeah. see what I can do. Um, so, yeah, sorry about that, Chris, to jump in on that one. But I just wanted to make sure that we didn't miss that one out. Um, yeah, that's fair enough. I don't think there are any more events we should be talking about right now, do you? No, but I think we forgot to mention the dates for Lincoln, Scorpius, and Scandus. <laughs> we might do that. Did we? Uh, well, yes, right. Yeah. The Lincoln, Her Lincoln Heresy is on the... Lincoln Heresy is on May 27th. The Scorpius Insurrection is on the 12th to 13th of August. And uh, Scandus is on the 7th and 8th of October. Next year. There we are. Next year is going to be fucking mad. Oh yeah. Next year, 2017... Well, 2016 has been the year of the Reaper. I think 2017 is going to be the year of the Heresy. Um, especially, well, definitely here in Sweden, one way or another. I think it's going to be fucking amazing. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to all going down. Uh, I think it's. I think it's going. It's just going to be. I don't even know. I don't even have the words to describe what I think it's going to be. I know it's going to be fucking amazing. Um, just have to. Uh, just have to get there, man. You know, just have to make it happen. And you know, all these yeah. events, everybody just has to show up and be part of them because it's going to be awesome. And I might even have a painted army. Hey. Oh come on, Chris! One step too far, dude. One step too far. You, you know there, there was some reality other in this until you went there. Other than my, other than my iron hands. Other than your own. Okay, fair enough. That, see, see now I was gonna say you have your iron hands. That I can agree with, and they look amazing. Um, those of you who yeah, are all, still all, listening to us rambling one, here, yeah. please only go and have a look at them. Army, that's like fucking having your, you know, your L's and shit on your driver's license. Hint, yeah, hint. my. Uh, the total size of my iron hands isn't really photographed yet, so that's about five hundred, five and a half thousand points. So I could make more. I could make more than one army, actually. Uh, Ooh, two armies. That's just showing off yeah. now. Yeah, two armies of iron hands that look the same. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're honest about it. You know. Yeah. At least you're honest about it. Uh, the heresy must flow. The heresy shall flow. Yeah. Let's it's it's. Uh, Let's just make that clear. Yeah, before we start doing, like, paraphrasing June quotes, we probably should end this episode, don't you think? Should we? Do we need yeah, to? We could, Shouldn't we just we ramble a... for another half an hour? People have probably switched off by now anyway. Well, oh. why not? Okay, well, we'll... we'll... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, we're gonna we're gonna make a move. We will we'll make a move and be professional and you know uh, professional amateurs and semi-adult about it all. So I think that is, as you say, that is everything we need to cover. There's gonna be another episode where we talk about the MK course and what's going on. Hopefully, have Matt back on and talk about some just general gaming and good shit there. We're gonna bring as much more information as we can to you as quickly as we possibly can in regards to. Uh, money, support, and whatever else we can do to make this event happen. Uh, if you want to help us out, go to the event page uh, on the Varangian Heresy podcast Facebook page. You can actually request a copy of the um, of the event flyer, event poster itself, and put it up in your local gaming club if you're here in Scandinavia. Because um, we want it to, we want people from everywhere to come. For, you know, whether it's Germany, Denmark, uh, Norway, uh, Finland. 
uh, even north of Sweden, uh, you know, Baltic States, hell, wherever you can come from, if you want to come and hang out, come and hang out and do this course because it's going to be amazing. You get to play 30, 30k as well. We'll hang out with some cool dudes. You even get to meet me, Chris and Freddie, which may or may not be a bonus. I don't know. Um, yeah, like, why did you bring that up? Well, uh, you know, <laughs> stop scaring people away. Hey, you started to, you started pissing on uh, Sigismund and um, and Russ, so I think I've got the right to bring up. I, all, I always uh, do that. Uh, uh, from memory, like every single other human being on this planet, in the intro, <laughs> that's all right. Yeah, well, yeah, that's. But uh, yes, let's do this. I really, really want the Sigismund model, so I can cut it up and do cool conversions with it. <laughs> so it's not that it's bad, but. It's... I could probably do other stuff with it, like make a cool Sigismund and a cool base. Just keep digging, man. Just keep digging. You're almost there. You're almost, you're almost right. the bottom of the grave there, bud. Keep going. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's get out of this. So, so I think it's very easy right now. Uh, the, 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 the one listener has now finally just switched off to say, I think it's a good night from me. I am the whirlwind. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, good. Good night for me. Okay. And this has been episode twenty-three and probably sort of the length of twenty-four as well. So um, <laughs> good night, guys. And remember, treat life like thirty k. Be angry in the streets. Be fulgrim in the sheets. And try not to lose your head. This is a Varangian Heresy podcast. Signing off. <laughs>